searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to, one that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids, well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with a world gone crazy. All brought to you by Fair and Fair. That's the update. Okay, so Buddy Dyer is mayor again. Wow. Did anybody run against him? No. Uh, yes, three other people. Oh, they, they did? did? Yeah. Was it like last time? Um, I mean, he got like 60% of the vote or something, I think. But it was, uh, it was like, like a, a former Orlando police captain and a couple businessmen. All right, let's uh, let's see what he has to say. Is this Buddy in the soundbite? Uh, yeah, I think it's his son introducing him. But... <laughs> okay. Here is the mayor for the next four years. Wow, that was good. We'll play the rest of it. The city of Orlando is yet again getting another term of Buddy Dyer as mayor, but this time it'll be his final one. It's special. This is my very last election night. So many friends and supporters that are here. Ah, boring. So uh, did the uh, term limit kick in? Is that what... (laughs) 20 years, is that it? Is that what kicked in? They do it every four, and I think this is his sixth. (laughs) I'm telling you, I lost track, Play play the rest of the thing. You got to hear his friends and his people there to brown nose. Why? Okay, whatever. To share in our biggest victory ever. Yay! Say there's no better leader. Leave us with a big bill for that stupid train you put in here, Sunrail. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, pal, you you should pay it with your retirement money. I mean, big fan. I see. <laughs> the guy's likable. I mean, that's the only reason he gets elected. He's 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 uh he's benign. He's just he's he showed buddy. up. At, I told you the story his, where he showed up at the celebrity bartending thing I was supposed to do, and I had already done my like celebrity bartending shift. It was for charity, and he showed up and he didn't want to make any drinks. And he's like, "Hey, you, you doing anything?" I'm like, "No. Oh, what do you need?" And he's like, oh, "You make. The, I'll talk to the people, and you make the drinks." So I oh. wound up like being his little bitch for like the next hours, making all the drinks that he he's, didn't want to make. Rick and I had a moment with him too. He stole our speech. You remember that? Yep. <laughs> we're about to introduce some band downtown, and we're on this off to the side of the stage. Like, All right, um, you say this, and I'll say this, and then uh, you'll say this, and I'll say this. And Buddy Dyer, like, was kinda, listening in on us. Yeah, he was like four feet away, but then he goes up, says our speech verbatim, and then he's like, All right, let's get all the sunny people up here. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know. It's, we're like, uh, Now what? And then I end up dancing like an idiot, which is like, Do something. I was like, Dance, uh, monkey, dance. <laughs> his first name's Buddy. I mean, you know, it's Will Farrell. And he used to sell mad weed to his son, the younger one. Stop it. Does he know that? I don't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't his kid, like, he's the one that drove a car into somebody's living room? Jeez. He's all baked. Yeah, I think so, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's like, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. He's a nice guy, but uh, the bow ties can be a bit much, and I just didn't like all the city council people that were brown-nosing there at the thing. Like, uh, what was the council member? It's a, ta- it's a little town with it's an election. Do, yeah. it's, it's so just much a- been accomplished in his, throughout his tenure, but we still have more work to do. No, stop. No, no, stop, do- stop doing work. Don't do anything else. Everything you do, no, 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 no. We're, we're legal- le- legally strapped. 
to a tax bill on that stupid train, which I'll never forgive you for, because your property taxes is going to go through the roof. So he can pat himself on the back when he's with his grandkids in his living room, smoking his mayor pipe 20 years. It'll be a gold thing on the pipe. That's his parting gift? Yeah, it'll say 20 years, mayor of Orlando, while we pay the taxes for a stupid choo-choo. Yeah, but he's diverse and inclusive. Mayor Dyer symbolizes our commitment to inclusion and diversity. And nah, equity. he's only inclusive and diverse with the cheesecakes he eats. Look at his face. He lost weight for a while. He did, and he grew the yeah. beard, which looks very nice on him, I think. The scruff. Yeah, I, I like the no, beard. No, no, he lost like a major amount of weight like six years, seven years ago, and he put it all back like I do. That just means he's happy. I don't know. Uh, That's all right. It's usually a safe bet to know what you're going to get with him. DeSantis got an endorsement from a surprising place, Iowa. The governor there endorsed DeSantis. Every single primary poll has Donald Trump with a huge lead over the rest of the field. But nobody has voted yet. Nobody has caucused yet. He is not the nominee at this point. And there are many high-profile Republicans trying to make sure that there is someone else who can rise to the top, be the party's standard bearer, the latest official, Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds. That's Peter Dushi right there. Someone who most importantly can win. And that person is Ron DeSantis. Hey, I am so proud to stand here tonight and give him my full support and endorsement for the Wow, you're beginning to sound like another shrieking politician. So uh, she was asked later by NBC News if she thinks, no, this is another one. Yeah, if she thinks uh, Ron can win. I don't base my decision on polls. I take a look at who I believe is the right person for the right job. I believe that Ron is the right person for the right job. And I believe he's going to win. What is your relationship like now with the former president? Well, you know, I assume it's, it's, well, I don't know. I really can't tell you. That's probably a question for him. Have you spoken with him recently? No, I haven't. When's the last time? Probably the last time he called to ask if I would endorse him, and I said I wasn't at this point. Do you believe Trump can't win? Yeah, I believe he can't win, and I believe Ron can. Okay, whatever. I don't know what you got for it, but uh, hey, she sounds sincere. If she believes that, that's, that's you know, that's the, good. Well, isn't she the one that said she wasn't going to come out and endorse anybody? Ever? Right, yeah. Mm. No, well, she said at this mo- moment, they always say that, so they can change their mind. You know, they can... Yeah. Either walk it back or change their mind or have so, a change of heart. I still haven't gone to that class on how to walk back a statement. Yeah. Well, you just put the collar on it and you go in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. It follows you. Yeah. They're trained. <laughs> heel. Heel statement. Heel. <laughs> All right. Uh, people who want to kill Jews who messed up the White House fence, uh, it's still messed up. Let's stick with Peter Dushi from Fox News. He's out there. He said it's a disaster. As President Biden wakes up this morning and looks out the window of the residence, if he... Uh, points out at the street, he's going to see that the fence line is still defaced. The Park Service was out there yesterday with a pressure washer trying to get that fake blood that these anti-Israel protesters smeared all over the gates on Saturday night. Uh, there are still black tarps covering it. They apparently have been unsuccessful in getting that mess off the fence line so far. Three days later. Peter, back to you. I, just your opinion here. Oh, hold on. Um, yeah, I saw the pictures of it. I mean, it, it, okay. If you had... If you had gone up to that fence and just jiggled it, what would happen to Jill? Oh, I'd be, there'd be admission impossible. <laughs> They'd all come down. Yeah. Go, we got her. She's secured. I'd, but you wouldn't probably see me for a little while. And, and you'd be face on. down on the yeah, concrete. Yeah, sure. Guys would repel like from nowhere. Yeah. 
I think they said the same thing here. Listen. Yeah, like if I went outside right now to a different fence post with a can of spray paint and I wrote anything on there, I would expect to be in handcuffs in about five minutes. And there might even be a dog biting me, a Secret Service dog biting at me. And so at some point, so, and this is a photo that I took with my iPhone on the way in this morning, at, at some point a decision was made not to get these guys off the fence. Wow. Uh, we do see Pennsylvania Avenue closed a lot during the day. Somebody drops a backpack, somebody is misbehaving. They will clear everybody off Pennsylvania Avenue. A decision was made somewhere in the chain of command not to uh, keep people back and to let this particular demonstration come all the way up to the gates. But uh, if, if it's going to take the National Park Service more than a day week to get this paint or whatever the substance is down, that that's that's a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, uh, what's his name? Uh, Let's go. Brandon has a new name. Now, oh, no. yeah, now it's genocide Joe. Genocide Joe. Genocide Joe. Genocide Joe. Go, go, go. Genocide Joe. Those are the protesters who messed up the fence. So, Oof. oh, so they don't like me either. So they let me get this straight. So you're calling for the death of people, of Jews. So that's genocide. And at the same time, you're calling Joe Biden genocide Joe because he's standing up for Israel when Hamas is the one who is committing genocide. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. God, we've lost our minds. So here's another one. You know, we have the worst media in the world. I know that some of them, like in Russia, for instance, they just tell you what they want you to think. But everybody knows it, except for some, you know, some older folks in Russia think, it's just like here, older folks think that NBC, ABC, and CBS, that that reminds me of that email I got. The guy says, you don't have sources. I need to see your sources. How dare you not say whatever you say without sources? I said, what are your sources, ABC, NBC, and CBS? Absolutely. Yeah, Uh. so? Yeah, there's stupid people everywhere. So in Russia, there is too. But- uh, the media is lying to you, and right now it's it's on overdrive. And funny thing, it's funny to watch them squirm because they got to stay with the Israel thing, and they also have to stay with the Palestinian thing because it's gotten so big on college campuses. And they got to stay with with that hate, and they got to stay with, and they got to be careful what they say. So this Paul Kessler guy, sixty nine year old guy, Jewish man, was at a uh, event. This uh, thing that happened on Sunday, Ventura County, California. There was a pro-Palestinian group there. There was a pro-Israel group there. Well, uh, this guy, clearly, you can see from everybody's cell phone, was smacked by the pro-Palestinian guy in the face with a megaphone. That knocked him to the ground. When he fell on the ground, he hit his head, bled, went to the hospital, day later died. It's a homicide. That's according to the county coroner in Ventura County, California. But ABC News couldn't... Couldn't call it what it was. No, they had to be really, really careful. They said, don't draw any conclusions here. Responding to the incident, the L.A. Area Council on American-Islamic Relations saying they are deeply saddened by this tragic and shocking loss. Adding, we join local Jewish leaders in calling on all individuals to refrain from jumping to conclusions. Okay, not we pray for him and we pray for his no. family or we feel so bad about the family. We're gonna, Don't jump to conclusions, gonna, whatever you do. Yeah, whatever you do, no. The, 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 the haters here who want to kill every Jew, um, they could be right. So don't don't jump to any conclusions. The guy died because somebody killed him. Uh, a pro-Palestinian uh. protester who wants to kill Jews did so right at that moment. They got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Here's what it's even better about that. The paramedics are still there. Screw ABC News. The paramedics are still there working on the guy who's bleeding to death and the protesters, the pro-Palestinian protesters. What are they doing? Stop killing our children now! 
cheering. What? They keep going. Being taken away on an ambulance. After being knocked unconscious. After being This is the kind of respect these Palestinian protesters are giving. I got news for you. You write me all the hateful emails you want, you people who are up and protecting Hamas. You do that, okay? Make yourself happy by doing that. Keyboard warriors, go ahead and do that. There's no excuse. That is pathetic. That is Mm -hmm. disgusting, despicable. The guy's lying on the floor, bleeding out, and these protesters continue to use the megaphone he hit him with. I know, that's what I'm saying. Don't you got to book that into evidence? Shouldn't that that be in a plastic bag and and swabbing stuff? And there's nobody there to stop that guy? Like, nobody tackles the guy with the... To be fair, uh, the uh, Ventura County Sheriff's Department doesn't know if he was the one or somebody grabbed the megaphone after the guy made for a run for it. They don't have the exact person yet. They're reviewing. The, everybody's got a cell phone, so everybody took. They're looking at all the recordings to figure out who it is, and then I guess they're going to go get him. Uh, unless there's some new news this morning, they still don't have the person that actually did it. But it's a homicide. Jeez. County coroner ruled it as a homicide. And the, and so the but the person that did it is not nobody's being held responsible. So what's no. the point? I don't know. I mean, they're going to find him. He's going to be charged with murder. I don't know. I hope so. All right. I remember election night 2020. And, you know, I've gotten to the point in my life now where every every few days I just notch up my I don't care quotient. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because I know that for the first few years, actually, uh, I was hesitant to discuss voter fraud on the air. I was like, man, I, I guess there wasn't any fraud during that election because it seems like... Okay, I changed my mind about all that. Oh, really? No, because it, we're surrounded with voter fraud. It surrounds us. And if you don't see it, it's because you're willful, willfully ignorant. You don't want to see it. I mean, but now they're stepping it up, and there's more investigations. And again, they slow walk these investigations because they don't want you to know the truth. You know, remember when Coca-Cola left Georgia because of the new voting rules there in Georgia? Mm-hmm. They passed this legislation to keep people away from the line to try to talk people out of voting for who they were voting for, meaning Republican. And then, of course, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. You mean people online can't get water? Because that's what they would do. They did it to me. You'd be online to vote here, and they'd come up with a bottle of water go, would you like some water? And you say, uh, yeah, sure. And then they would go, wait a minute, I want to talk to you about my candidate, blah, 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 from the Democrat Or you Party. can't have it. <laughs> yeah, well, those laws were passed, and you can't do that. It's, a, it's election interference in a way. I don't know what exactly they call it. But that's what they passed in Georgia. And then they also had ID laws. Imagine that. But that's racist if you have to show your ID, apparently. Oh, so it's racist if I try to buy spray paint or cigarettes or alcohol or get a driver's license or... But the MLB left the All-American game or whatever the uh, season... What's the break game called? The All-Star game. They took the All-Star game out of Atlanta and took it to Colorado because of that law being passed. A law that states you have to have ID, picture ID to vote. Uh Uh-huh. Didn't we actually get a letter? Like, didn't we get a letter that was like, you're not to talk about voter fraud? Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I we, got, think we did. Yeah. We were threatened here. You anyway, so uh, election fraud is no myth. It's all around us, and it's coming back to haunt us now because we have an election in about a year, and now you can just go. There's a big list about election fraud, and now we have some election fraud caught on video. I'm going to let... Uh, Jesse Waters, take it away on this one. In Springfield, Massachusetts, Justin Hurst is running for mayor. And he's been accused of paying people to vote for him. A surveillance video allegedly shows the candidate dropping voters off at City Hall for early voting. The voters then come back out, show their I voted early sticker, and then get paid cash. 
The candidate then pulls his car back up and picks up the voters who just got paid. Hearst denies it. Any accusations that my team paid residents in exchange for their vote is unequivocally false and nothing more than a last minute smear campaign. Yeah, and it's on video, dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we How got you on false? video paying them, getting in your car, picking them up. It's on video, but you go out there and lie anyway because mm-hmm. you're the scum of the earth. Yeah, how how could aren't you worried about seeming more stupid? Like you already look dumb for no, doing dude. it. No, but you're just gonna go out there and pretend like the video we're looking at's not the video we're looking at. Well, right. It's it's like I sat there on election night, 2020, and I watched Trump ahead of everybody in almost every state, and all of a sudden, two in the morning, I wake up and I see, wait a minute, all of a sudden, 400,000 mail-in ballots came in, and they're all for Biden. That was the weird thing. It's like everyone went to bed and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, Trump's ahead. And we woke up and they're like, oh, that's why you guys were sleeping. It's the weirdest thing. This is what happened. It's like, okay. Wait a second. You know, and there was, and there was, anyway, if you remember, this was all because of COVID. The one thing that helped the Democrats win elections is COVID. COVID was, Jane Fonda said it. This is their chance. This is it. And, um, you know, I just think um, COVID is God's gift to the left. She's happy about that. You yep. see, because mail-in ballots are pff, mail-in ballots. In France, they had all this stuff going on. You know what they did? Just no about more eight, mail-in ballots. Eight months ago. If you don't show up, you don't vote. If you don't show up with an ID, you ain't going to get a you And you know what I find? Like, I understand it for elderly people and things like that. But what I find interesting is uh, I see a lot of people that lean one way, that have one agenda, that lately have really been pushing the mail-in Thing. Of course. Oh, I'm the, just so busy. It's like, this is great for me. You guys should do it too. It's like, uh, hmm, what you well, doing there? Dude, that's one thing we changed here in Florida, isn't it? Where we yep. In Florida, no. There's Florida elections are going to be as tight as you can get them. Like, you have to request your mail in ballot every year now instead of just, I requested it once eight years ago. They just keep sending it to me. Yeah. Here's one more. Last night, we told you that in Patterson, New Jersey, a politician was charged with personally taking mounds of mail in ballots destroying ones that voted against him and making new ones that vote for him. <laughs> no, there's wow. no voter fraud. That's a conspiracy theory from the, from the radical magas and the maggots. Sure. Dude, there's so much voter fraud. And this, these little towns, little towns, Patterson, and all this, this is a microcosm of the country. Don't tell me there wasn't voter fraud in a mass scale around this whole country. Yeah. There was. You know what? There was. You think 81 million people voted for that bag of crap that's in our White House? You have no respect for the office of the president. No, I don't. Don't. Because for 50 years, he's a liar, he's a thief, and now he's a treasonous scum who has taken money from our enemies. Now, Rick, you've been around for a long time. What are you saying? (laughs) I'm saying, when have you ever seen this in our country before? I've never seen it to this extent, ever. But it's been done. Oh, yeah. No, it's been going on forever. I'm saying it's like it's always you're never going to get one that's completely clean without some yahoo going I know what I'm going to do I'm going to fill everything with this yeah but before we used to have a media uh, complex that used to actually fight to get the news out when bad stuff happened in Washington they used to go out there Mm -hmm. and Watergate I want the story of course, Watergate was Republicans again versus Democrats. So that was there's that. But he did do that. I mean, that was done. The Watergate Hotel was bugged. But at the same time, there's no more of that, man. The news is completely far left. They don't even try to put a veil over it anymore. It's Mm-mm. just completely biased. So uh, one more thing. Oh, just for a little humor. Did you hear Zelensky yesterday? 
Oh, is this where he's begging for money? Begging for money. But listen to this. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit, and we will give you back money. A credit? Oh, you want to credit? You're going to give us back money from where? And then I found out that he's asking that because apparently the hundred plus billion we've already given him that I thought was a credit is not. What? Yeah, he's never going to pay that back. And he goes on oh, to say- Oh, no, 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 I need a check. That I'm supposed to get that in my tax return, yeah. right? I get that back. Here's what he says after, this is the part that I don't have audio for. He says, we will buy, we will have taxes after the war. We will have taxes and we will buy. We will buy from American companies. Just allow us to get credit. We'll see. Why do you need more money? <laughs> Yeah, why did they need it in the first place? And again, there's a Newsweek article out there. It's so long, I can't do it on the air. But if you want to, you can see that they're losing their ass in this war, and that's not good. How? How? With all that money? How? Because it's all, man, it's all been stolen. I mean, it's the corruption. Remember, Ukraine, we went into this knowing that Ukraine was the number one most corrupt country in the world. The whole And everybody forgot about that when the war started. Well, because we got to save democracy, and they want to vote. Oh, no, wait, they don't want to vote, do they? No, they right. don't do that over there He suspended anymore. the election. He was defending that yesterday, mm-hmm. saying, oh, no, we can't. It's too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, of course. For who? <laughs> For him. <laughs> and then the other thing is we, we don't realize is that not only was Ukraine the number one corrupt country in the world, but our president at the time, Donald Trump, was impeached because he inquired with Burisma, some officials over there, at the time it was the president of Ukraine, mm-hmm. as to what's going on where this uh, prosecutor's going after Burisma and the the board there, which included Hunter Biden, who knew nothing about oh. gas or anything to do with energy. Yep. It's funny how that all comes together in the end, and you realize it's all being a big lie. Finally, Democrats are having a fit about the latest batch of very gloomy numbers for Biden, this time from a swing state poll conducted by the New York Times and shows Biden getting trounced. Oh, is this the the what, what it's the college poll that they did that with? New York Times uh, Electoral College rematch. And it looks like Trump, if, we're ele- if the election were today, he would have 300 electoral votes. Yeah, the, the fun part about this poll for me was the fact that these are the same people that did the poll that Prove that uh, you know Joe Biden won legitimately. So all the people that were like, "This is trustworthy," are now looking at it, going, well, "Um, well, are you sure? Can you check again?" <laughs> I liked it before. No, not so much. I don't like yeah, it now. They must all be messed up. They just maybe they're drunk. I don't know. Hello, I am an odd year election. I'd like to sincerely apologize for lacking star power. When you scanned that ballot, there were no candidates for president or governor or senator or anything juicy like that. Instead, you had the daunting task of selecting the Planning and Zoning Commission. (laughs) I regret that when choosing who sits on the Board of Education, you had to remember the names on the lawn sign of your creepy neighbor and then pick the other candidates. (laughs) But on the bright side... At least local elections don't flood the media with annoying campaign ads. And whoever is elected town clerk will do a fine job doing whatever it is a town clerk does. <laughs> Apologetically yours, odd year election. 
The Sunny Update. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so this is kind of interesting because we all have been talking about the Ozempic craze. And if you've seen pretty much every celebrity out there that, I mean, even, I don't want to say the word normal, but even good looking celebrities that were not overweight or like too thin taking Ozempic and becoming rail thin. And you could tell who's been taking it and who's not because the weight comes off pretty quickly. And I'm not judging. I got a couple of friends that are on Ozempic. However, this is scary. And I've asked them before. Is, that, is it something you have to be on forever? I don't know all the details behind this. I know it's a diabe- uh, diabetes medication. And I know one of the side effects is extreme well, weight loss. So then they kind of made generic medicine on the side that isn't necessarily Ozempic, but it's there's two other yeah, semaglutide or whatever it is, and, and there's Warlock or something. <laughs> the, the other one, no, is designed or they say it is it's just for weight loss. Right. Ozempic's the only one for diabetes. diabetes, and it's the same med though. Right. So I always said, now, do you, is this something you have to be on forever? Because my understanding from my friends that are on it, it just makes you not hungry, so you just don't eat basically. But I also heard once you stop taking it, you balloon back up. Well, that was my question. Well, you start so is, eating. Is I mean, it one of those things where it's like, it's like Slim Fast. Remember Slim Fast from back in the day? I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just in a, in a, yeah. you know, you would have a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and then real food for dinner. Well, the second you go back to eating real food, all three meals. You don't want to shake anymore. You haven't changed your habits. Right. So it's so just the same thing. So it's just you're eating less and this drug is making you want to eat less from my understanding. I mean, I no, could be No, that's what wrong. it is. And then I also asked him, are you worried about long-term effects? Like, is this something that, are you worried about having any issues or something happens when you come off of it? Are you going to have any uh, withdrawal kind of thing? Like, you're injecting yourself. I think it's every week. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm only worried about having a summer body. Well, this Australian woman took Ozempic. She wanted to lose some weight before her daughter's wedding. Um, she was 56 years old, and she wanted to squeeze into her dream ra- her dream dress, <laughs> and you know she was like a little bit bigger than she wanted to. So Ozempic obviously was approved by the FDA. I want to say that for type two diabetes, and like I said, it mimics a natural hormone GLP one, which slows down the passage of food through the stomach, making people feel fuller longer. That's what it does. So it was a prescription injection. She wound up losing about 35 pounds. In four months, which is pretty good. It's pretty rapid. Um, And then she fell ill on January the 16th. This is last year, a few months before her daughter's wedding. Her husband found her unconscious with a brown liquid seeping out of her mouth. Oh, what? A brown liquid? He realized she wasn't breathing. He started doing CPR um, and she died. Whoa. What? From the Ozempic, apparently, is what they are saying it. But now when they listed her cause of death, they listed it as acute gastrointestinal illness. But he is insistent that it's because she took this, obviously, this drug and was taking it for four months and then died. I mean, you have to He can insist all he wants until they do an autopsy. So that's what... 
they listed it as gastrointestinal illness. But now, is the gastrointestinal illness caused from the medication? Huh, of course not. We wouldn't let that happen <laughs> here at big mega d- druggy company. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me nervous. Like I, it makes I, me nervous I, for I people. Don't, I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. You don't think it sounds like it's related? You're right. You're not a doctor. I, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I'm saying at the same time, Ozempic does not introduce bacteria, I don't think, to your system. So That's I don't know how she could have get it in a paper bag behind the Wendy's or where'd she get it? I mean, there's all kinds of things. You can get SIBO. You can get, uh, what's going to call it? Well, uh, if, it keeps, if it keeps the passage of food through your stomach and intestines and it slows it down, then that could cause digestive issues, right? I, I'm not a doctor. Or maybe she had I a play one on TV, though. Uh, I look uh, pretty good, too, when I do it. Do you have the scrubs and the whole like, stethoscope and all Girls that stuff? I do. the hospital look. Me. Do you wear the big light thing on your head? No, the that would reflector that, thing? that would block the beauty of my forehead. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, this um, will hurt your vagina if you have one. Um, I'm sorry, what? This is a family in Canada. Welcome to new baby. Happy story, right? Oh, the new bouncing baby. Well, this is a this is a bouncing, bouncing, bouncing baby. Never Actually, bounce a baby. Actually, thank goodness, never bounce a baby. This. For her, her name was um, Chance and Brittany Ares were their names. This is a couple. Sonny is the baby boy, and uh, he had to be born C-section. Why? Because he was 14 pounds and 8 ounces. He wow. was almost 15 pounds, roughly twice as big as the average newborn. That's wow. A biggin'. That's, I've heard of 10 and 11 pounders. I'll say, I was like 10 pounds, uh, nine, I was 9 pounds, 14 ounces. Elliot well, was, you were 9 feet, and then yeah. they, they had a, it took a while to get you out. It was like they had to roll you up as they took you out. Six well, pounds, six inches, which is uh, six pounds, six ounces was Elliot. And I, it felt like he was 100 pounds. I was like, that's Elliot. That's little. So I can't imagine people that. Are you bragging? Anyway, go ahead. No, I mean, no, I'm not bragging. That was hard. I thought he was a lot bigger. <laughs> Just oh, okay. I get it. Um, <laughs> you're gross. Um, <laughs> but I. Ha- oh. oh, big baby. Here comes here comes a 15 pounder. Oh, come on, push. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. Chance and Brittany have two other kids, and they were both over 13 pounds when they were born. Oh, really? Oh, no. You have to say what this really is, though, because people think it's weird. It is. It's a slow down. It's an actual baby, right? Yeah, it's it's a slow down crying infant. That's why we call it slow baby. What's funny is at the beginning, this is an infant. I mean, they don't they don't have any language yet, but at the beginning here, it, I can swear he says, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's a little baby. He does say, oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow baby. Gets me every time. Oh, that's uh, great. We should sell slow baby on a right? thumb drive for everybody. Uh, Friends has seen a very big jump. I knew this was going to happen in their streaming. It's on HBO Max. 
Um, I mean, you can watch it on TBS pretty much every night if you have cable, but um, it's on HBO Max. And ever since the tragic passing of Matthew Perry, uh, the week of October 30th through November 5th, the show is the most watched show on Max, beat out uh, a Netflix show that I guess everybody was watching. And they moved on over to HBO Max just to watch uh, reruns of Matthew Perry. I think because also starting October 30th, they were doing all of like the best of Chandler Bing of the front. They were showing like the best episodes of wow. Chandler's character. Mm-hmm. It's not whipped. Whipped is. That's what I did. Whoopa. You'll also notice um, some radio stations. I know some radio stations I know of have added back in the Rembrandts. I'll be there for you. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that has been played over 1.3 million times since uh, he died on October 28th. Should I make 28th. a note to myself to do that? I don't know. I don't know. You didn't think I'm a... No, nah, I didn't. Just saying. Sorry. Yeah, it's like somebody literally wrote down my worst nightmare and then charged me $32 to see it. Hands down, funniest character on that show. Yeah. Makes that show. Wouldn't be the same without him. Gotcha. Um, Dr. Phil is returning to prime time. We talked about this a little uh. earlier. Now, he bought... Uh, I guess he owns a network. He's trying to make it like, oh, is my speculation... What's it called? Metro Dialysis? I forget what it's called. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's something. He's got a network. Here, he, I, got, I got him from yesterday. You okay. want to put that on Sure. There? I'm coming back in primetime on a whole new network that's called Merritt Street Media. There it's my new network, but I've got some news that I want to share with you about that. What's that? This is actually not my network. <laughs> this is our network. You know, and he's going to do the same kind of show he's always done, but except he's going to be on a prime time. It starts in February. It's going to start, I think it's an eight o'clock showing. And I think he's going to bring back all of your favorite guests that he always had on. Hi, it's Dr. Phil, and I'm coming back with a new show on a new cable network alongside my favorite guests. Get ready for the Dr. Phil and Bad Baby Show. Catch me outside. How about that? Yes, you'll love as we interview all sorts of interesting people. How about that? Yes, how about that indeed? So, baby, what have you been up to since we last saw each other? Catch me outside. Okay, and who are you most excited to talk to on our show? Catch me outside, how about that? Yes, I heard you the first few times, but who are we going to... Catch me outside. Yes, I'll cash you outside after the show, but before that, let's talk about how we plan to... How about that? You're an idiot. Catch me outside, how about that? The Dr. Phil and Bad Baby Show. Don't miss it. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. What you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, so I don't know see how this is something that anybody would want to hack, but they did. Uh, the FBI is investigating how Las Vegas Plastic Surgery Office was hacked. Medical records were stolen. That's one thing. But the other thing that was stolen was naked before and after photos of the patients. Have you seen those? Ooh. Yeah, that, that's something. Only on that show. What's that show? Botched? Oh, I watched some of that yesterday. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. It was so weird. There's old episodes, too. You watch reruns of a surgical show? Because I'd not seen it. And then I saw a preview for it that they were showing on a streaming service. And I was like, I don't watch that show in a while. I haven't seen that episode. I'm going to go look at that episode. It's just strange to me. It's just a strange show. Let's let's go to Michael's and get you some knitting needles or a wood burning kit or something. No, I was was folding laundry while I was because I was getting ready for vacation. And I put something on while I'm folding laundry. And that was it. In the laundry room? Oh, you you In the living room. I throw it all on the coffee table and I fold it while I'm sitting on the couch. Don't you have a bunch of subscriptions? Of what? Like 
other things to watch? Yeah. yeah, but it was on one of those, and I saw a preview for it in, in between, and I was like, huh, it got me. I was like, all right, I'll click on it. That's sure. I'll oh. watch her boob job. I'll watch anyway, her nose job. none of these pictures are flattering, even the after photos. I don't understand, Ugh. but around a dozen women have already filed lawsuit because some scumbag lawyer, I'm sure, went to their homes and said, hey, we can get money. We can get compensation for you from Hawkins and Son Plastic Surgeries. Have photos of your... Odd-looking boobs with sharpie marks on them been exposed on the internet. You may be entitled to compensation. Well, turns out they really can't do much. The FBI confirmed that it was Russian hackers, and they don't know where that domain is in Russia. So anyway, oh. but the point point being here, let's say it's you, Jill, and okay. and you get some plastic surgery, whatever you get, and uh, and these places hacked. Uh, are you gonna go with the lawyer that comes and knocks on your door and says, "Hey, we can get compensation for you. Let's sue them." Mm. I don't know. I mean, Depends because when you lawyer. when you enter into those things, I mean, if I had plastic surgery and let's say I'm getting liposuction and you stand there in the before and the little paper panties, you know, and they mm. do the before and then they do the after, I, I know that they have those photos. No, I it, know, but I mean, are you going to sue- The company? Are you going to get, a, is the lawyer that comes to your door, because they will come to your door. I'm not trusting any lawyer that knocks on my door. I don't mean, you know, it's I'm being, you know what I'm saying. Uh, they call you, okay, mm-hmm. or they email you and said, hey, I understand that your photos from the plastic surgery got hacked by a bunch of Russians. Let's sue the plastic surgeon for millions of dollars. Would you do it? I don't know. I think, don't they wait? They'll it's usually not- wait till it's about to expire. They're like, well, you only got two weeks. Better make your decision now. I don't know. I, I, I feel just, like that's I a think creepy it, lawyer. I think it's, yeah, of course it's a creepy lawyer. Yeah. The whole thing is creepy, but there's people that go, money, I'll do anything. I don't yeah. have any ethics. Mm-hmm. I mean, just sue the plastic surgeon when he gets hacked by Russians. They're saying- Because it's not the plastic surgeon's fault, though. Well, they're saying, of course, the lawyer's going to say this. I mean, anything is stealable. I mean, look at- Crown Heights affair. Uh, stealing medical records <laughs> Thomas and Crown. naked before and after photos. They say that the Hawkins and Son Plastic Surgery Associates didn't do enough to protect their privacy. Okay, Russian hackers mm-hmm. from Ivaskovistan somehow got in there. What are you going to do? Really? Well, Seriously? I mean, if you could prove that their passwords were all, you know, uh... One, 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 one? Yeah. Administrator. <laughs> I, I can see that, but I don't... I just bet you money that that's not what their or passwords are. They, they had no firewall at all? I mean, who knows? Maybe they were just willy-nilly with the data. Maybe okay. they had a secretary or somebody that was working in the administrative side that okay. was clicking on all the Nigerian prince links. <laughs> Would that not be on the story I just read, though, if that were the case? Because to me, it just reads as they're suing because there's money there. And that's where they go. Anyway, whatever. Sure, I understand what you're saying. Big internal investigation. So Smoke gives me this story for stupid news. It's supposed to be stupid <laughs> news, right? So I'm reading this, and I'm going, I turn to him, I said, there's nothing stupid There's about nothing this. stupid here. This? So uh, here's how the story reads. As it goes, when you're the best, you get paid like the best. Kansas basketball coach Bill Self signed the new contract yesterday, paying him $53 million. I thought Bill Self signed a contract paying himself $50 million. And I was like, what kind of a jerk is this? We got to talk about this. Yeah, so he sends me the story. He goes, you got to read this. This guy signed his own contract and he paid himself $53 million. No. No, his name is Bill Self. Self. Ah. Bill didn't self-sign the contract. I'm sure he signed it himself, but still, I was... So uh, one of these contests, every time I see this, I've got to watch it like 20 times. This guy won $10,000 in Potawatomi. Uh, jackpot shot. It's yeah. an event where you go... Is it full court this time, or it's a three-pointer? This was a half court at the Milwaukee Bucks game. All right, it's a free throw uh, from the three-point line. Really? I thought it was a half court, no? It's half court. I think he had to do a layup first, and then a free throw. Oh, oh, here it is. And then the final thing is the half court. Half court, right. Three Throw, three-pointer, half court. He made it. Here it comes. 
He takes the shot, and it's good! 10,000 bucks. That's yeah. awesome. He goes running like back towards the locker room like uh, those ladies on Maury Povich. You no, are like- not the father. <laughs> That's incredible. I just, nobody ever makes those. You know, it's funny is that people in a diner have chive on. You ever see Yeah. One? And there's those basketball shots where the guy throws it, it bounces off a lady's head, hits a, a can of Coke, it rolls over to basketball, hits something else, the lawnmower kicks it up in the air, yeah. goes in the, in the basket. And the guy goes, how do they do that? I go, dude, that's a thousand tries. Yeah. And yeah. he got it on the 1,001 tries, and that's why some people think that just ha- people are no. good at that. But you know what? I love when people make stuff like that, like the half-court shot and the audience goes crazy because I feel like unfortunately it's one of the only times that humans are genuinely happy for another human. Right. Like the whole place is like I'm so happy for that guy. Yeah. Well I mean nobody makes those because it's they well, wouldn't offer $10,000 if people made them. How about that 14 year old it was just two years ago remember he, uh, was it here I think it was here he golf he did that you know how they had that million dollar ball yeah and if you make a hole in one from like a ridiculous oh, distance oh, oh. and that did he four- make it? Yeah the no. kid, kid hit it and just you know, the ball is in the air for like a, a, a month. <laughs> and you just sit there and watch and, it. And it lands, goes right in the cup. He made a million dollars. No. And the chances were like one in like some lottery. That's crazy. You know. Anyway, uh, an American-loving Las Vegas strip club is honoring Veterans Day this weekend by offering lap dances to current and former military members. Oh, nice. That's right. Managers at Sin City's world-famous Crazy Horse 3 announced the giveaways on Monday, unveiling a frisky flyer for the patriotic promotion featuring a busty blonde in a skimpy outfit, star-spangled bikini string thing, honoring those who served. The club's dancers will be performing lap dances for free between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. per the flyer, hoping to turn the federal holiday into a full-blown bonanza. Careful how you say that. (laughs) You have to be 21 and over. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. Which is not fair because you yeah, can- Yeah, some veterans might not be 21 yet. Yeah, they may have served two years or 20 and they can't get a lap dance. <sighs> That's a bummer, dude. How I'm sad sorry. Yeah, I feel like if you could serve in the military, you should be able to come in and- yeah, At least buy a look beer, at get moves. a lap dance, you yeah. know? All right, uh, real quick, this guy goes, this happens so many times. I used to live in uh, Denver, and we'd go to Yosemite once in a while. I mean, not Yosemite, Yellowstone. Uh-huh. And the stories they have, because they put them up so other people will say, yeah, I'm not going to be that stupid, but apparently it doesn't work. People go there and F with the animals all the time. Why? Not understanding. One of them, my dad. Not understanding Your that dad? they're 16 times larger than you, and they have these things called tusks that can go right through you, and it's millisecond. Yeah, have you ever heard about people being Gourd. <laughs> My dad, because he's Cuban, went right up to a um, what is the big thing? Oh, you're thinking of uh, the bison. Bison. Yeah. Right up to a bison. My mom and me are oh, screaming at him. What are you doing? No. And the more we scream, the more Cuban he got. Okay. So the more he got closer. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, not going to do. It. He didn't do anything. Luckily, I think he was tired. Yeah, but I mean, this thing was a truck. It was an 18-wheeler with a big stabby thing on the front. If only you spoke bison. The bison's wife and kid replied back. They're like, go, people are dangerous. And the bison's like, he's fine. So anyway, tourists at Yellowstone Park found out the hard way that you don't provoke an elk. So this guy's driving up in what looks like a brand new Lexus. His wife is like, ah. You might, okay, just go ahead and see what you want to do. So here's this guy pulling up to an elk in the middle of the road. He is enormous. And he has big, what do they call those I'm things? Antlers. antlers. Antlers, yeah. And here we go. Pulls up to the elk. Watch out, buddy. Yeah. 
Want to fight? Want to fight? Great. Rolls down his window like an idiot. Right. And the elk backs up. You want to go, bud? He threatens him again, and the elk says, okay. Right into the front tire. Got him. Dummy. Idiota. It's a cop that's gonna get you. Yeah, elk are, th- th- those are big animals. It's yeah, not they like, are. Like, you've seen a deer, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. oh, a deer. An elk is like a horse with antlers. It's like they're a big just, moose. It's huge. They're big. They're real big. One more time on the tire stab. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, satisfying. My wife, I would have gotten more hurt from my wife right. than the elk. She's like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, your wife would have been screaming at you. No kidding. Before the elk attack. Yeah. Finally, here in Longwood, we made national news. <gasps> yeah, these people ordered $45 at Taco Bell to be delivered to their door by Uber Eats. Uber Eats comes in, drops the bag in the front door, and seconds later, a bear shows up and decides he's going to eat the food. Ooh. $45 at Taco Bell. That's a lot of Taco That's Bell. That's every order you have delivered. It's a $50 bill now. Well, let's have the $30,000 a year uh, cub reporter tell you more. Oh. That's right, John, because it is long gone. The suspect involved here is a three to 400-pound black bear. The entire incident was caught on the family's security system. That footage is now going viral. A food delivery that didn't quite make it to the customer. Surveillance footage Friday shows the driver make the drop outside this Longwood home. But minutes later, a black bear saunters up to the front porch and helps itself to Lady Gutierrez's dinner. (laughs) Gutierrez's niece, Nicole Castro, couldn't believe her eyes when she saw the video. Is it me or people don't really talk like that, right? Lady Gutierrez? Yeah, I saw the guy saunter up to the front door. Mm. All right, here's, yeah, nobody saunters. Here's uh, here's uh, Gutierrez. He came and he grabbed the food, and then he came again for the soda. The hungry bear making off with forty-five dollars worth of Taco Bell. I gotta commend her though. The thirty thousand dollar year cub reporter did not use any puns because she could have said, mm-hmm. "You could barely take watching this video." Or <laughs> I thought she was gonna throw literally in there a couple of times. No, she didn't say like either. So yeah. she's got a future. Okay. All right. Hungry? I sure am. Are you faster than a bear? Excuse me. Then come on down to Taco Bear, where we're serving up all your favorites. But the only catch is you have to get to the food before the bear does. Welcome to Taco Bear. Can I take your order? Um, yeah, I want two hard shell tacos, a two soft tacos, and a Diet Coke. And please hurry. I think I see the bear coming. <laughs> is Diet Pepsi okay? What? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Just please hurry. Would you like to try it? Oh, oh, no. What about the bear? Oh, oh, oh. It's Taco Bear. Come try to fight a bear for your dinner today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And this update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. I thought I'd start out the whole thing this morning with some good news. I know. Shocking. I love good news. Sun is shining. We could use some good news. Florida ranks number one in education freedom for combating wokeness, supporting parental rights, according to a new study. 
I love that. The renaissance of school choice is the silver lining of the left's disastrous mismanagement of American schools across the country. But here in Florida, we have nailed it. Good. So uh, there you go. It's the 2023 edition of the Education Freedom Report Card. You can look it up online and you can frame it and put it up on your den. Yay, teachers. So that's good. Good job there, Mr. D. Well, you know, I mean, schools. It's a waste of time. Bunch of people running around, bumping into each other. Got guy up front says two plus two. People in the back say four. Then then the bell rings. They give you a carton of milk and a piece of paper that says you can go take a dump or something. I mean, it's it's not a place for smart people, Jerry. (laughs) I'm dying because it's true. (laughs) Yeah, well... Well, Mr. B, Buddy Dyer, what a surprise that is. Give me the tat tat again. He's the new mayor. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, my God, yes. what a joke. No way. Well, well the, I think it's that the airport didn't want to change their little tram <laughs> yeah. recording. Oh, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. I appreciate you coming here and giving us all your money and cramming in next to a bunch of other sweaty tourists here on this little train. And <laughs> So, uh, Patty Sheehan also won in... So this is what was interesting, because I was looking at the Orlando City Council for District 4 race. So the people that ran, these were the candidates, and I'm just going to tell you what they're... Um, Stand for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Patty Sheehan, granted, she's been here for a long time. She's been serving since 2000, so right. 23 years. God bless her. Well, she's been doing the musical chairs thing with yeah. half the other people. In so town. she is a... This is what it's listed now. Her her things are, she's a vocal supporter of the LGBTQ community. Wow. And she is supporting the Lake Eola Swan program. And you know, you, we spoke to the Swans yesterday, and they're thrilled to have her back. Okay, that's great. The other candidate, uh, what's this joker's name? It doesn't have a So name. she ports the swans and the LGBTQ, right. okay. Then the next guy. Who doesn't? Uh, he doesn't think there's enough to be uh, that's being done to address homelessness and crime. Right. So he, he wants to fix that. anti-gay anti-swan? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's um, what it is. He, he is. Also, he also wants to improve the budget for police and street maintenance. Oh, so he's, like, a, he's okay. a white supremacist. And then the other girl <laughs> wants to focus on law enforcement and crime prevention efforts. Oh, another white supremacist who's Sounds not like for sh- social justice. And, and term limits. But but uh, the, the second guy's name was Randy Ross, and I think that Katie Koch, I think is her name, the last girl. But Koch. Pat, but Koch, okay. But Patty won because she supports the, the swans. And yeah, everybody else is an anti-swanite. <laughs> That's right. Swanophobe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, waterfowl phobia is a big problem. <laughs> All right, this has nothing to do with anything except that I saw it and I thought it was quite comprehensive. So uh, the year is, believe it or you know, this is really spooky. Think about it. It's November 8th. It's like, we're like almost at the end of the, it's almost 2024. When I heard about the election for president like uh-huh. a year ago, I was like, oh, that's so far away. It's not. And there's only 46 days till Christmas. Do you have some silly music here? Silly music? Because I want to remind everybody, uh, first of all, one of the biggest thrusts on this show and the reason we pretty much exist at the moment, uh, and we're not just cracking stupid jokes and uh, having people on air tell us what they're favorite, you know, ice creamery is, is because there's a lot you need to know that the media is not telling you. So I would just, I saw this list and I added to it and I thought, man, this is amazing. This is from a post by Morbidly Obtuse. What? And it's a list posted by Scott Adams. Morbidly um, re-shared it. So it's a list of everything the media lied to you in the last two years, but it's not everything. It's the biggest thing. So you got some silly music, some... I would have gotten it myself, but there we go. Perfect. All right, here they are. Ready? Russian collusion. Never happened. 2020 election, most secure election in history. We're finding out, as a matter of fact, today that it wasn't. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. 
That never happened. Mm. You get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. That was a lie. Jesse Smollett, completely made up story. The media went with it for about six weeks before they gave it up. Wow. Bubba Wallace and the garage pull, which turned into a noose overnight. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. that. Hunter Biden's Russian disinformation laptop. They lied to us for two years, and social media helped them. The Covington kids, remember that? No. Catholic school kids standing in front of a, a guy who claims to be a Native American. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that kid actually won the lawsuit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Defamation. They just got a lot of money. All right. Uh, The governor, Whitmer, kidnapping plot where they told us, oh, these white supremacists are trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Turns out it was all organized by the FBI. Mm. Oops. How? That thing flying over the United States for four days. It's a Chinese weather balloon. Uh, Not really. really. (laughs) Trump said drinking bleach will get rid of COVID. Never happened. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh is a serial gang rapist. Not quite. COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Uh, We pretty much know that it wasn't anymore. Trump, uh, here we go. The Trump P tape, that was part of Russian collusion. Not true. Uh, Oh, that's where he supposedly peed on Obama's bed or something? Right. Trump had nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. That wasn't true. Right next to the toilet. Trump initiated a Muslim travel ban. No, he didn't. Mm -mm. The Andrew Cuomo, he was shown in CNN as the best COVID leader. Was not. Trump built cages for migrant kids. No, he didn't. Obama did. Trump tax cuts benefited the rich. No proof of that. Cloth masks prevent COVID-19. No, didn't, doesn't work. It was an SUV that killed all those parade goers that Christmas. No, it wasn't. It was an actual guy who had been let out 18 times. Yep. Yeah. Trump to clear crowd for a Bible photo in New York. That never happened. Uh, the don't say gay bill. There's no such bill. Ivermectin is only for horses. It's a dewormer, not for humans. Actually, it was a Pulitzer Prize. What was it? Nobel Nobel Prize. Nobel winning. Prize winning drug for humans to fight um, malaria. Most peaceful protests in 2020. <laughs> okay, that's the best one. Well, no, you got to remember this one. This was my favorite. Trump overpowered Secret Service agents from the backseat of the beast, oh, that's the limo, because he wanted to go to the insurrection. That's when my right head was so big, it was so easy for me to do it. All right, kill the music. Oh. oh my God! And that's just some of them. I could go on for another five Peaceful minutes. Honestly, yeah, you, you really could, because half the stuff I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh wait, no, that I thought he was going to say something else. You keep pulling this stuff out that I forgot about, dude. That's your media. That's That's the media. That's the media in this country. So if anyone, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to frame it. So if anybody ever writes me an email, which is once in a while, telling me, your sources, you don't have any sources. You're making stuff up. You should listen to NBC. I'm going to send them this. Okay. Hang on to it. You're going to need it. Speaking of liars, uh, do you remember President Barack Obama, the husband of uh, Michael Obama? (laughs) Speaking during the Foundation for Democracy Forum at McCormick Place. Was he clear? He was Well, he didn't say that this time. He was talking about what's going on now with Israel and Hamas. And he says, it's all our faults. All of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. Here's what's amazing. After eight years, you think the guy would stop talking about himself. Do you remember we diced up a speech? I think we diced up 10 minutes of it. I think in 10 minutes he mentioned himself about 30 times. Wow. Nothing has changed. 
What could I have done for myself and me? For me to do better in my job because the things that I do are perfect. To move this forward as hard as I tried. I've got the scars to prove it. All right, now let's go to Ted Cruz. <laughs> this is great. So Ted Cruz let it rip with Megyn Kelly about what you just heard with Obama saying it's all our fault. What utter and complete bullshit. Was there something else you could have done? Here's an idea. Don't give $100 billion to the monsters who are committing these massacres. Yeah, because I remember back before, uh, this was like years ago, Obama, while he was president, overnight at 2 in the morning, because he didn't want anybody to know, but obviously somebody knew and Mm. leaked it out, he got cash on pallets flown to Iran, $1 billion. Was it a billion or more than that? It was a lot. Of it money. was enough to fit on a pallet. He put it on a pallet and, in the middle of the night, landed a Learjet or a Gulfstream in Iran and delivered cash, billions of dollars. Don't give a hundred billion dollars. Hundred billion dollars. And that's why we have the. You know how far hundred billion goes towards a terrorist group, Hamas, Hezbollah, <laughs> all that. Barack Obama led the effort to flood cash into Iran. The Ayatollah in Iran leads mobs chanting death to America and death to Israel. They want to commit mass murder. They want to eliminate the state of Israel. They want to murder every Jew. Hamas, more than 90% of the funding of Hamas comes from Iran. Hezbollah, more than 90% of the funding from Hezbollah comes from Iran. Barack Obama funded them. Let me tell you something, and I can say this because I'm not, uh, you know, I don't have a boss like these people on these major networks have. Barack Obama not only hates this country and tried to destroy it and really is doing a good job because what he's doing, it was all his influence. What's going on right now is still all about him. He may as well. He is president. Mm hmm. Remember that Kareen Jean-Luc Ponte Mellencamp White House spokesperson that came out? Accidentally was like, President Obama. I mean, (laughs) did I say that? Yeah. He's still the president. This guy hates America and hates the Jews. Didn't he? We have audio of him saying, you know, if there could be a situation that turned up oh, yeah. where I could be president, but I didn't have to be the front person and there'd be a person that could do all that stuff and I could just run it from behind the scenes, I would do it. In my pajamas. He actually said that. You're right. They finally fired Mr. Useless, Pothole Pete. Oh, yeah. Didn't they, like, reduce his salary or something? Well, Is that a firing? He didn't get fired yet. It has to be approved. By, I think this has to go through the Senate, too. The House approved a measure late yesterday that would slash Pete Buttigieg's taxpayer-funded salary and brought it down to just $1. I mean, he's been very useful. Remember, he's the guy that, uh, first of all, am I saying his name right? Buttigieg! Buttigieg. Edge. All right. Boot yeah. Edge. Edge. Got it. Uh, he's the guy that said that highways were racist. Yep. So isn't he also huh. the one that took like a eight month paternity paid leave or something like that? On yeah. Your, on your dime. And remember when uh, people were suffering in one of our states, Palestine, Ohio, when that train derailed and noxious fumes were coming up everywhere in everybody's homes and people were dropping just to the ground and going to the hospital and everything mm-hmm. and still suffering to this day. It took him, what, two weeks to show up there and he's the transportation secretary? 
Showed up in dress shoes. He's like, well, I don't want to step in any of the gook. I'll be over here. He's another He's another box checker. Remember, Corrine Jean Pierre Lucponti, she got her job because of her skin color and because she has a vagina. And the third box was checked. She's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And of course, we have other people in government here like that right now that you only have to be a certain either race or sexual orientation or, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, with Pete Buttigieg, it was like, he's a white male. Oh, but he's gay. Okay, well, then it's okay then. Bring him in. And the only experience he really had in transportation was that when he was a little kid, somebody gave him a ride in a boat, and he happened to like trains. Oh, that's You like trains? Why don't you be the transportation specialist? I should be, right? Yeah, he hasn't done a damn thing, so they took his money away. Now we have to see the house passed it. And Pothole Pete, by the way, Pothole Pete was mayor. I forget which town it was. Was it in, I forget. Some, uh, in Dakotas, one of the Dakotas or something? I don't remember. When he, he didn't fix somewhere it. In his name was Pothole Pete from that town after serving two terms there because there was potholes everywhere. And he, never and he fixed, fixed nothing. Not one. Great. It's great. It's great. In, in one of the streets in his town, somebody planted a tree in the pothole. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Should, is that what I should do for the cobblestone around here and start putting plants in it? I don't know what you can do about that. All right, so this is good. This is delicious. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I like him. Uh, I've always watched those science shows. You know, I like those. And he's very smart. He's got a pedigree like nobody's business. He's an astrophysicist. Uh, very impressive. But he became sort of a cult figure in college, in, in the college environment. They love him. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. But then he started to believe his own BS, thinking that, hey, I'm a great astrophysicist. I got a great personality on TV. These college kids love me. So he started believing that he could comment on any other subject, sort of like Taylor Swift did. Yeah, she does sometimes. Remember when she uh, commented during the 2020 election and all of a sudden she started getting political and people were like, uh, get back in your little Taylor Swift box. Just stay right there. Stay there. <laughs> well, Bill Maher let him have it because he said, you're the most influential guy. One of you, if you ask college students, guests that come to your college, who's the most influential in your life? He would come up on that list. Really? Yeah, you that's, think so. That's how important. Yeah. Okay. He makes his. He makes a bundle off is, of doing speeches at college. Okay. His actual job is what though? He's the president of like the Hayden Planetarium or something. I think. Yeah, something like that. But he makes all his money from college touring, and he also makes money from the show. So he was on with Bill Maher, and Bill Maher let him have it because he says, you know, go to the, all these colleges. You're a great influence. You should use your influence for good. Tell these kids the truth about what's going on. And they got in it. Surely there is a portfolio I, I would, that would still it, work on a college campus. Surely. I would hope not. From what I may, maybe some college campuses, the ones you read about are f- insane. You've given up and on an entire kid. generation and I have you don't given, know how to make I have them given laugh. up on any place that doesn't even remotely attempt to believe in free speech and thinks that anything that, that they hear that they don't like, that they don't agree with, is violence. These people are nuts and you should be calling them out. Somebody right. like you, who has standing with kids, should be not joining them. You're yes. doing what parents do. You're okay. taking the path of least resistance I, and therefore hurting the kids and yourself. Parents ruin both their lives. They ruin their f- spoiled kids' lives and they ruin their own lives because the kids rule the roost. So that's what you're doing on a national level. I'm feeling more like on the porch. Get off my lawn. Really? I feel like we're in the barbershop. (laughs) Yeah, so we let them have it. That was really good because most comedians now get canceled. They can't go to college campuses and nobody laughs anymore. No. Because they can't take it. They They can't take it. humor anymore. Yeah, what happened to that? I feel because kids were were canceling the comedians. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel microaggression. I'm a big snowflake, and it's just, you know. Yeah, but that's all your fault. It's not my problem. 
Being Dude. offended's a choice, man. But you, you know these administrations it. at these schools—they want the money from those billionaire parents to send the little rats over to the school. So. Oh. I believe the snowflakes are our future Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day Which incidentally is most everything they find All right, I'm going to ruin Jill's day here with a story she doesn't want to hear. She's going on a cruise tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for sending me a story earlier. And he's like, here's the most violent cruise ship mishaps. Uh, Don't look at these. This is terror. I'm like, thanks. I'm about to get on a ship and you're sending me this stuff. Well, hopefully we can sway you and you won't go. Well, next time Rick flies, I'm just going to send him the world's worst plane crashes. (laughs) Well, here, listen to this. We're on a cruise in the UK. 100 passengers injured. It's called the Spirit of Discovery. They set out October 24th for a two-week trip. And you know how the rest of the song goes. That's why you do those muster drills. There was a thousand people on board. It's a small cruise ship. Oh, that's a but they, tiny one. Okay. They got into a storm. It caused a safety system crash and or to engage on the ship. And the vessel suddenly veered to the left and sending furniture and people all the way into the left side. Passengers Ooh. crying, trembling, screaming, people being genuinely scared of their lives. Bottom line is we shouldn't have been there. Saga saying uh, it was unfortunate circumstances and we got caught in the storm. I'm afraid that is not true. They knew where it was <gasps> and they basically thought they could get ahead of it. Yeah, that Let's happens a lot. It. Play chicken with the storm. The ship returned to England on Monday instead of continuing on a planned stop in Spain. I wonder if they gave them their money back. That's I don't awful. know. I'm, a, I'm not going on a two-week cruise. Dude, the photos were wild because the furniture was everywhere, bookcases, yeah. things knocked over, and they bolt everything down on those too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going very far, so hopefully there'll be no turbulent waters. Oh, uh, you're, be... you're fine. Well, you're, you're not crossing the ocean, ocean. And Rick was dogging me earlier because he says I don't do anything on the cruise anyway. She doesn't. Yeah, but uh, that's your vacations are all, all really just drinking and pool swimming. So? You could do that at home and save I money. I like to yeah, relax say, and hang can't out. You, can't you do that at home for free? Well, it's nicer to do it on a boat where people wait on me. Best experience I ever had on the cruise. My last cruise, I went to Jamaica and climbed a waterfall. It was awesome. I know. That's what we were talking and about. And was like, I wouldn't do that. Well, because I'd be afraid that I'd break an arm or a leg. Because last time I tried to do something daring, and I've done daring things in my life. I've bungee jumped, and I've been on those Red Baron planes where they stop the engine, and they fly down to the bottom. I've done stuff like that before. But now... Like sober Jill would never do anything like that because so sober you were Jill. Drunk? No, well sober not at those times. <laughs> sober Jill, that was younger Jill. Sober Jill now is like, I think of all the things that could go wrong, and I'm like, do I want to have a broken arm for the rest of the vacation? No, I'm just not going to do that. But if you get a couple drinks in me, then I'll do anything. Well, I'm like, what do you want to do? <laughs> oh, you want to go underwater basket weaving with great whites? I'm that. in. Hang on, you have drinks in me. I'll do anything. Finally, tonight's the night. Five candidates will be on stage uh, at the GOP's third presidential debate in Miami. Uh, North, why do they? Who's this guy? North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum fell short after making the first. Oh, he's not oh, going to be there. Oh, not Doug. I'm going to miss Doug. I guess you're going to miss Doug. Uh, who? Uh, Doug Burgum. Doug's not going to be there tonight. What's? It's not going to be the same without Doug. Well, I mean, it's. Well, what I does mean, he do? I don't know who the hell Doug is. He might be better than the people they have lined up. Chris Christie's going to be there. Why? Uh, yeah, well, what, didn't they well, change Well, somebody's got to be bloated. you got to balance the, the panel. They, 
what's the requirements? They change the whole thing. Like if you only have, uh, you have to have X number of sponsors that are giving you money in order to make the debate. You have uh, to have like certain uh, qualifications to well, weed out the people that. Don't Christie's care. gonna be there. DeSantis, uh, former United Ambassador. Uh, yeah, Nikki Haley's gonna be there. Vi Cake Ramaswamy. <laughs> and Tim Scott, they're all going to be there. Trump's not going to be there. He's doing his own thing. Uh, it always works out for him. But uh, I'm sorry about Doug. I wish I knew who he was, but... I'm sad he's not going to be there. Yeah, I mean, Pence already drop out? Yeah, he's gone. Pence is gone. The Republican presidential debate is tonight. But there's one man that won't be taking the stage. An iconic figure towering over all the lesser candidates. A man so famous, we only have to say his first name. It's Doug Burgum. Huh? Who the heck is Doug Burgum? He doesn't care about polls. He's already led the world's most powerful empire, North Dakota. It's Doug Burgum. Why do you keep bringing up this guy? A candidate who can beat anyone, just as long as anyone is Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> didn't Pence drop out? So watch the debate tonight. But remember, the one candidate we all want to see won't be there. Doug Burgum. Wait, I think I know who this Doug guy is. Is he like uh, Nikki Haley's husband? The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And this update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. I thought I'd start out the whole thing this morning with some good news. I know. Shocking. I love good news. Sun is shining. We could use some good news. Florida ranks number one in education freedom for combating wokeness, supporting parental rights, according to a new study. I love that. The renaissance of school choice is the silver lining of the less disastrous mismanagement of American schools across the country. But here in Florida, we have nailed it. Good. So uh, there you go. It's the 2023 edition of the Education Freedom Report Card. You can look it up online and you can frame it and put it up on your den. Yay, teachers. So that's good. Good job there, Mr. D. Well, you know, I mean, schools. It's a waste of time. Bunch of people running around, bumping into each other. Guy up front says two plus two. People in the back say four. Then the the bell rings. They give you a carton of milk and a piece of paper that says you can go take a dump or something. I mean, this is not a place for smart people, Jerry. (laughs) I'm dying because it's true. (laughs) Yeah, well. Well, Mr. B, Buddy Dyer, what a surprise that is. Give me the da-da-da again. He's the new mayor. Oh, my God, what a joke. No way. Well, well, I think it's that the airport didn't want to change their little tram (laughs) (laughs) recording. Hi, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. I appreciate you coming here and giving us all your money and cramming in next to a bunch of other sweaty tourists here on this little train. (laughs) So, uh, Patty Sheehan also won in... So this is what was interesting, because I was looking at the Orlando City Council for District 4 race. So the people that ran, these were the candidates, and I was going to tell you what they're... Um, Stand for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Patty Sheehan, granted, she's been here for a long time. She's been serving since 2000, so right. 23 years. God bless her. Well, she's been doing the musical chairs thing with yeah. half the other people. In so town. she is, uh, this is what it's listed now. Her her things are, she's a vocal supporter of the LGBTQ community. Wow. And she is supporting the Lake Eola Swan program. And you know, you, we spoke to the Swans yesterday. And they're thrilled to have her back. Okay, that's great. The other candidate, uh, what's this Joker's name? It doesn't have a so name. So she ports the Swans and the LGBTQ. Right. Okay. Then the next guy. Who doesn't? Uh, 
he doesn't think there's enough to be uh, that's being done to address homelessness and crime. Right. So he, he wants to fix that. Anti-gay and anti-swan? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that's um, what it is. He, he is. Also, he also wants to improve the budget for police and street maintenance. Oh, so it's he's, like, a, he's okay. a white supremacist. And then the other girl <laughs> wants to focus on law enforcement and crime prevention efforts. Oh, another white supremacist who's and, not like for it. social justice. And, and term limits. But but uh, the, the second guy's name was Randy Ross, and I think that Katie Koch, I think is her name, the last girl. But Koch. Pat, but Koch, okay. But Patty won because she supports the, the swans. And yeah, everybody else is an anti-swanite. <laughs> That's right. Swanophobe? Yes. Yeah, waterfowl phobia is a big problem. <laughs> All right, this has nothing to do with anything except that I saw it and I thought it was quite comprehensive. So uh, the year is, believe it or you know, this is really spooky. Think about it. It's November 8th. It's like, we're like almost at the end of the, it's almost 2024. When I heard about the election for president like uh-huh. a year ago, I was like, oh, that's so far away. It's not. There's only 46 days till Christmas. Do you have some silly music here? Silly music? Because I want to remind everybody, uh, first of all, one of the biggest thrusts on this show and the reason we pretty much exist at the moment, uh, and we're not just cracking stupid jokes and uh, having people on air tell us what they're favorite, you know, ice creamer he is, is because there's a lot you need to know that the media is not telling you. So I would just, I saw this list and I added to it and I thought, man, this is amazing. This is from a post by Morbidly Obtuse. What? And it's a list posted by Scott Adams. Morbidly um, re-shared it. So it's a list of everything the media lied to you in the last two years, but it's not everything. It's the biggest thing. So you got some silly music, some... I would have gotten it myself, but there we go. Perfect. All right, here they are. Ready? Russian collusion. Never happened. 2020 election, most secure election in history. We're finding out, as a matter of fact, today that it wasn't. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. That never happened. Mm. You get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. That was a lie. Jesse Smollett, completely made up story. The media went with it for about six weeks before they gave it up. Wow. Bubba Wallace and the garage pull, which turned into a noose overnight. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Hunter Biden's Russian disinformation laptop. They lied to us for two years. And social media helped them. The Covington kids, remember that? No. Catholic school kids standing in front of a, a guy who claims to be a Native American. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that kid actually won the lawsuit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Defamation. They just got a lot of money. All right. Uh, the governor, Whitmer, kidnapping plot where they told us, oh, these white supremacists are trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Turns out it was all organized by the FBI. Mm. Oops. How? <laughs> that thing flying over the United States for four days. It's a Chinese weather balloon. Uh, Not really. really. <laughs> Trump said drinking bleach will get rid of COVID. Never happened. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh is a serial gang rapist. Not quite. COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Uh, we pretty much know that it wasn't anymore. Trump, uh, here we go. The Trump P tape, that was part of Russian collusion. Not true. Uh, oh, that's Trump, where he supposedly peed on Obama's bed or something? Right. Trump had nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. That wasn't true. Right next to the toilet. Trump initiated a Muslim travel ban. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. The Andrew Cuomo, he was shown in CNN as the best COVID leader. Was not. Trump built cages for migrant kids. No, he didn't. Obama did. Trump tax cuts benefited the rich. No proof of that. Cloth masks prevent COVID-19. No, doesn't work. It was an SUV that killed all those parade goers that Christmas. No, it wasn't. It was an actual guy who had been let out 18 times. Yep. Yeah. Trump to clear crowd for a Bible photo in New York. 
That never happened. Uh, the don't say gay bill. There's no such bill. Ivermectin is only for horses. It's a dewormer, not for humans. Actually, it was a Pulitzer Prize. What was it? Nobel Nobel Prize Nobel winning. Prize winning drug for humans to fight um, malaria. Most peaceful protests in 2020. Okay, that's the best one. Well, no, you got to remember this one. This was my favorite. Trump overpowered Secret Service agents from the backseat of the beast, oh, that's the limo, because he wanted to go to the insurrection. That's when my right hands too. were so big, it was so easy for me to do it. All right, kill the music. Oh, oh my God. And that's just some of them. I could go on for another five Peaceful minutes. Honestly, yeah, you, you really could, because half the stuff I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, wait, no, that I thought he was going to say something else. You keep pulling this stuff out that I forgot about. Dude. That's your media. No, that's that's the media. On, that's the media in this country. So if anyone, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to frame it. So if anybody ever writes me an email, which is once in a while, telling me your sources, you don't have any sources. You're making stuff up. You should listen to NBC. I'm going to send them this. Okay. Hang on to it. You're going to need it. Speaking of liars, uh, do you remember President Barack Obama, the husband of uh, Michael Obama? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking during the Foundation for Democracy Forum at McCormick Place. Was he clear? He was. Well, he didn't say that this time. He was talking about what's going on now with Israel and Hamas. And he says, it's all our faults. All of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. Here's what's amazing. After eight years, you think the guy would stop talking about himself. Do you remember we diced up a speech? I think we diced up 10 minutes of it. I think in 10 minutes he mentioned himself about 30 times. Wow. Nothing has changed. What could I have done? For myself and me. For me to do better in my job because the things that I do are perfect. To move this forward as hard as I tried. I've got the scars to prove it. All right. Now let's go to Ted Cruz. (laughs) This is great. So Ted Cruz let it rip with Megyn Kelly about what you just heard with Obama saying it's all our fault. What utter and complete bullshit. Was there something else you could have done? Here's an idea. Don't give $100 billion to the monsters who are committing these massacres. Yeah, because I remember back before, uh, this was like years ago, Obama, while he was president, overnight at 2 in the morning, because he didn't want anybody to know, but obviously somebody knew and Mm. leaked it out, he got cash on pallets flown to Iran, $1 billion. Was it a billion or more than that? It was a lot of money. It was enough to fit on a pallet. He put it on a pallet and in the middle of the night landed a Learjet or Gulfstream in Iran and delivered cash, billions of dollars. Don't give $100 billion. $100 billion. And that's why we have the... You know how far $100 billion goes towards a terrorist group, Hamas, Hezbollah, (laughs) all that? Barack Obama led the effort to flood cash into Iran. The Ayatollah in Iran leads mobs chanting death to America and death to Israel. They want to commit mass murder. They want to eliminate the state of Israel. They want to murder every Jew. Hamas, more than 90% of the funding of Hamas comes from Iran. Hezbollah, more than 90% of the funding from Hezbollah comes from Iran. Barack Obama funded them let me tell you something, and I can say this because I'm not, uh, you know, I don't have a boss like these people on these major networks have. Barack Obama 
not only hates this country and tried to destroy it and really is doing a good job because what he's doing, it was all his influence. What's going on right now is still all about him. He may as well. He is president. Mm hmm. Remember that Kareen John Luc Ponte Mellencamp White House spokesperson when that came out accidentally was like President Obama. I mean, <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, he's still the president. This guy hates America and hates the Jews. Didn't he? We have audio of him saying, you know, if there could be a situation that turned up oh, yeah. where I could be president, but I didn't have to be the front person, and there'd be a person that could do all that stuff, and I could just run it from behind the scenes, I would do it in my pajamas. He actually said that. You're right. They finally fired Mr. Useless, Pothole Pete. Oh, yeah. Didn't they, like, reduce his salary or something? Was that a firing? He didn't get fired yet. It has to be approved. I think this has to go through the Senate, too. The House approved a measure late yesterday that would slash Pete Buttigieg's taxpayer-funded salary and brought it down to just $1. I mean, he's been very useful. Remember, he's the guy that, uh, first of all, am I saying his name right? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. All right. Boot, yeah. Edge, edge. Got it. Uh, he's the guy that said that highways were racist. Yep. So. Isn't he also uh, the one that took like a eight-month paternity paid leave or something like that? On yeah. Your, on your dime. And remember when uh, people were suffering in one of our states, Palestine, Ohio, when that train derailed and noxious fumes were coming up everywhere in everybody's homes and people were dropping just to the ground and going to the hospital and everything mm-hmm. and still suffering to this day. It took him, what, two weeks to show up there and he's the transportation secretary. Showed up in dress shoes. He's like, well, I don't want to step in any of the gook. I'll be over here. He's another, he's another box checker. Remember, Corrine Jean-Pierre Luc-Ponty, she got her job because of her skin color and because she has a vagina and the third box was checked. She's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And of course, we have other people in government here like that right now that you only have to be a certain either race or sexual orientation or, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, with Pete Buttigieg, it was like, he's a white male. Oh, but he's gay. Oh, okay, well, then it's okay then. Bring him in. And the only experience he really had in transportation was that when he was a little kid, somebody gave him a ride in a boat and he happened to like trains. Oh, that's You that's like trains? Easy. Why don't you be the transportation I should specialist? should be, right? Yeah, he hasn't done a damn thing, so they took his money away. Now we have to see the house passed it. And Pothole Pete, by the way, Pothole Pete was mayor. I forget which town it was. Was it in, I forget. Some, uh, was in Dakotas, Indiana? one of the Dakotas or something? I don't remember. When he, he didn't fix it. His name was Pothole Pete from that town after serving two terms there because there was potholes everywhere. And, and he never fixed, fixed nothing. Not one. Great. It's great. It's great. In, in one of the streets in his town, somebody planted a tree in the pothole. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Should, is that what I should do for the cobblestone around here and start putting plants in it? I don't know what you can do about that. All right, so this is good. This is delicious. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I like him. Uh, I've always watched those science shows. You know, I like those. And he's very smart. He's got a pedigree like nobody's business. He's an astrophysicist. Uh, very impressive. But he became sort of a cult figure in college, in, in the college environment. They love him. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. But then he started to believe his own BS, thinking that, hey, I'm a great astrophysicist. I got a great personality on TV. These college kids love me. So he started believing that he could comment on any other subject, sort of like Taylor Swift did. Yeah, she does sometimes. Remember when she uh, commented during the 2020 election and all of a sudden she started getting political and people were like, "Uh, get back in your little Taylor Swift box. Stay right there. Stay there. (laughs) Well, Bill Maher let him have it because he said, you're the most influential guy. One, if you if you ask college students, 
guests that come to your college, who's the most influential in your life? He would come up on that list. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's how important. Yeah. Okay. He, he makes his. He makes a bundle off is, of doing speeches at college. Okay. His actual job is what though? He's the president of like the Hayden Planetarium or something. I think. Yeah, something like that. But he makes all his money from college touring, and he also makes money from the show. So he was on with Bill Maher, and Bill Maher let him have it because he says, you know, go to the, all these colleges, you're a great influence, you should use your influence for good. Tell these kids the truth about what's going on. And they got in it. Apparently there is a portfolio joke would, that would still it, work on a college campus. Surely. I would hope not. From what, maybe, maybe some college campuses, you, the ones you read about are f- Insane. You've given up on an entire generation. I have given up on any place that doesn't even remotely attempt to believe in free speech and thinks that anything that that they hear that they don't like that they don't agree with is violence. These people are nuts, and you should be calling them out. Somebody right. like you, who has standing with kids, should be not joining them. You're doing what parents do. You're What's taking that? the path of least resistance, I, and therefore hurting the kids and yourself. Parents ruin both their lives. They ruin their f- spoiled kids' lives, <laughs> and they ruin their own lives because the kids rule the roost. So that's what you're doing on a national level. I, I'm feeling more like on the porch. Get off my lawn. <laughs> really? I feel like we're in the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, so we let him have it. That was really good because most comedians now get canceled. They can't go to college campuses and nobody laughs anymore. No. Because they can't take it. They, they can't take it. humor anymore. Yeah, it's what happened much. to that? I feel because kids were, were canceling the comedians. Mm-hmm. I feel microaggression. I'm a big snowflake, and it's just, you know. Yeah, but that's all your fault. It's not my problem. Being offended's a choice, man. But, you You know, these administrations at these schools, they want the money from those billionaire parents to send the little rats over to the school, so. I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day, which incidentally is most everything they find. All right, I'm going to ruin Jill's day here with a story she doesn't want to hear. She's going on a cruise tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for sending me a story earlier. And he's like, here's the most violent cruise ship mishaps. Uh, Don't look at these. This is terror. I'm like, thanks. I'm about to get on a ship and you're sending me this stuff. Well, hopefully we can sway you and you won't go. Well, next time Rick flies, I'm just going to send him the world's worst plane crashes. (laughs) Well, here, listen to this. We're on a cruise in the UK. 100 passengers injured. It's called the Spirit of Discovery. They set out October 24th for a two-week trip. And you know how the rest of the song goes. That's why you do those mustard drills. There was a thousand people on board. It's a small cruise ship. Oh, that's a tiny one. Okay. They got into a storm. It caused a safety system crash and or to engage on the ship. And the vessel suddenly veered to the left and sending furniture and people all the way into the left side. Passengers crying, trembling, screaming, people being genuinely scared of their lives. Bottom line is we shouldn't have been there. Saga saying uh, it was unfortunate circumstances and we got caught in the storm. I'm afraid that is not true. They knew where it was <gasps> and they basically thought they could get ahead of it. Yeah, that Let's happens a lot. It. Play chicken with the storm. The ship returned to England on Monday instead of continuing on a planned stop in Spain. I wonder if they give them their money back. That's I don't awful. know. I'm, a, I'm not going on a two-week cruise. Dude, the photos were wild because the furniture was everywhere, bookcases, yeah. things knocked over, and they bolt everything down on those too. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going very far, so hopefully there'll be no turbulent waters. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're, be... you're fine. Well, you're, you're not crossing the ocean, ocean. And Rick was dogging me earlier because he says I don't do anything on the cruise anyway. She doesn't. 
Yeah, but uh, that's your vacations are all, all really just drinking and pools swimming. So? You could do that at home and save I money. I like to yeah, relax say, and hang out. Can't you do that at home? For free? Well, it's nicer to do it on a boat where people wait on me. Best experience I ever had on the cruise. My last cruise, I went to Jamaica and climbed a waterfall. It was awesome. I know. That's what we were talking and about. And Joe was like, I wouldn't do that. Well, because I'd be afraid that I'd break an arm or a leg. Because last time I tried to do something daring, and I've done daring things in my life. I've bungee jumped, and I've been on those Red Baron planes where they stop the engine and they fly down to the bottom. I've done stuff like that before. But now, like Sober Jill would never do anything like that. Because so Sober you were Jill- drunk? No, well, sober, not at those times. <laughs> sober Jill, that was younger Jill. Sober Jill now is like, I think of all the things that could go wrong. And I'm like, do I want to have a broken arm for the rest of the vacation? No, I'm just not going to do that. But if you get a couple drinks in me, then I'll do anything. I'm like, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to go underwater basket weaving with great whites? I'm that. in. Hang on. You have drinks in me. I'll do anything. Finally, tonight's tonight, five candidates will be on stage uh, at the GOP's third presidential debate in Miami. Uh, North, why do they? Who's this guy? North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum fell short after making the first. Oh, he's not oh, going to be there. Oh, not Doug. I'm going to miss Doug. I guess you're going to miss Doug. Uh, who? Uh, Doug Burgum. Doug's not going to be there tonight. What's? It's not going to be the same without Doug. Well, I mean, it's. Well, what I does mean, he do? I don't know who the hell Doug is. He might be better than the people they have lined up. Chris Christie's going to be there. Why? I get. Well, what, didn't they? Well, change somebody's got to be bloated. You got to balance the, the panel. The, What's the requirements? They changed the whole thing. Like, if you only have, uh, you have to have X number of sponsors that are giving you money in order to make the debate. You have uh, to have, like, certain uh, qualifications to well, weed out the people that know. Christie's going to be there. DeSantis, uh, former United Ambassador. Uh, yeah. Nikki Haley's going to be there. Vikake Vi- Ramaswamy. <laughs> and Tim Scott, they're all going to be there. Trump's not going to be there. He's doing his own thing. Uh, it always works out for him. But uh, I'm sorry about Doug. I wish I knew who he was, but... I'm sad he's not going to be there. Yeah, I mean, Pence already drop out? Yeah, he's gone. Pence is gone. The Republican presidential debate is tonight. But there's one man that won't be taking the stage. An iconic figure towering over all the lesser candidates. A man so famous, we only have to say his first name. It's Doug Burgum. Huh? Who the heck is Doug Burgum? He doesn't care about polls. He's already led the world's most powerful empire, North Dakota. It's Doug Burgum. Why do you keep bringing up this guy? A candidate who can beat anyone, just as long as anyone is Mike Pence. Um, (laughs) didn't Pence drop out? So watch the debate tonight. But remember, the one candidate we all want to see won't be there. Doug Burgum. Wait, I think I know who this Doug guy is. Is he like uh, Nikki Haley's husband? The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, the protesting for terrorists who behead babies goes on. What are they saying? I don't know. It's the same crap. I don't know. Allahu Akbar. Yeah, that's what they're saying. From the river to the sea, that means death to every Jew. Uh, That means death to every Jew. Uh, Let's see what else. They, you know, it's also veiled in free Palestine. That's uh, they want to kill all the Jews because that's what it's about. So it goes on, and our college campuses are replete with people who think it's okay what Hamas did. Now, Israel is making a lot of inroads. They're pretty much in mid Gaza right now. They have one of the terrorist leaders trapped in a tunnel with that new weapon they got yep. that seals off the tunnels. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when this is all over and everybody calmed down, maybe we can pick this up at Ace Hardware. <laughs> we'll see. I think it's amazing that they have this I technology. Know. They got one of the leaders, so that's good. It's a bomb that you throw, and then it expands into like a foam, right? A foam, and it it can totally block off a tunnel and harden like steel in like seconds. That's amazing. Yeah, so the fighting goes on. Now, Netanyahu said that uh, they may have to actually control security in the Gaza Strip indefinitely. Now, here's a question for all those of you who are like, poor Palestinians. We can go over all the things and how to led up to that, and um, we're not going to do that right now, but Joe Rogan will with his guest. Why don't you tell everybody what happened here? So he is pretty much asking, I think a lot of us have this question too, is there's a lot of very wealthy Muslim countries surrounding Palestine. And you're thinking, okay, well, if you know the Muslims are there for Muslims and they want to be there for them, why aren't they taking any refugees in from Palestine to make sure that they're safe? So this is a very good question. There are any Muslim countries that are accepting Palestinian refugees? No, they never have. Um, that seems insane because there's all this support for the Palestinians. If you're Islamic, if you're a Muslim and you want to support these Muslims, wouldn't you wouldn't you support the idea that your country, this Muslim country, would accept those people? And they could be in a place where they could be free. Yeah, 22 Arab nations, over 40 Muslim nations internationally, right? There's one Jew nation. And that one Jew nation, Israel, has done more for the Palestinian people than any other nation ever. So it's it's ludicrous and it's insulting to the Palestinian people to start throwing stones at Israel when, in fact, they're the only group that has been trying to protect and in any administrative way provide food, water, and resources to the people that are there. Um, over 40 Muslim countries. Not one of them is accepting any Palestinian refugees. What is the answer to that? Like, why? They're a problem that is with the with the radicals that are embedded inside of them. How did you do? How do you differentiate between who is a, pal, a peaceful Muslim Palestinian to who is a radical that is working for Hamas? Like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just come to our border and we'll let you we'll let everybody in? Well, that's what, I don't know if you have the girl from The View, but uh, Farrah Griffin, yeah, the one that sits on the end, she was talking about how a lot of people are grouping them together, Hamas and Palestine, and she's saying the Palestinian people really need to help themselves and free themselves of Hamas if they want any kind of resolve. My ancestral home, homeland is Syria. Uh, we have the biggest refugee crisis in the world of Syrian refugees. And what it shows me is that when a country is torn apart by terrorism, and I would include the Assad government as part of that terrorism, you cannot live in peace. You cannot live in a 21st century prosperous, thriving place. For Palestine to be free, for the Palestinian territory to be free, they need to join in ridding themselves of Hamas. Plain and simple. If you want to see a 21st century thriving, prosperous Palestinian territory, that's what will happen. We, they, Palestine receives billions of dollars in foreign aid from all over the world, but Hamas uses that for its terrorist efforts. The reason they don't have basic infrastructure, the reason that right now we could see their infrastructure turned off is because Hamas is living large in Qatar. All their leaders are in Qatar right now telling the Palestinian people, you need to sit here and you need to be willing to die for the cause when we're not. War is hell. I, I've seen it up close. Um, there's going to be bad things that happen, but Israel has a right to defend itself. It's funny I also want to say Go ahead. Uh, just about, uh, I guess about 48 hours ago, the former Israeli prime minister had this to say, pretty much along the same lines. They had the chance to form the Palestinian state that everyone's talking about. No one stopped them. They have beautiful beaches and beautiful weather. And they dedicated those 17 years 
to shooting rockets at us and to killing us. So why would you, would you try it again? had a vote in 17 years because Hamas took over and hasn't held an election. And although you gave the territory back to to Gazans, and yes, they voted for Hamas, and then Hamas, Hamas became radicalized, um, they weren't a state. It wasn't like you handed over statehood to, there was no we, to we actually state did. They, 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 it was theirs to decide. But we, it wasn't we, connected with the West Bank. It but, wasn't. That, but that's beside the point. We're talking about Gaza. The West Bank is the West Bank and Gaza is Gaza. They got everything they wanted. Would you try that again? Would you experiment again after what they did? I can tell you that Israelis left and right, there's consensus. No one wants to... Uh, try experiments, dangerous experiments again. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the one who set the MSNBC host straight because she didn't know what the hell she was talking about, so he set her straight. I mean, it goes on. Now, uh, one of the uh, biggest problems we have, even after this war is concluded, hopefully soon, uh, is what's going on in America, the anti-Semitism. I mean, it's right there in your face every day, college campuses, even corporations. Uh, it's in Congress. We have three hardcore anti-Semites. We got... Uh, Rashida Tlaib, who was just censured by Congress right. because she got out there. I mean, these people, not because when you're an enemy of Israel, you're pretty much an enemy of the United States. They're our number one ally. But beside the ally thing, it's just the whole West against Middle East. Well, you know, the people that voted to censure her were just as appalled, I think, as a lot of people were when they were saying, when she gets out there and chants from the river to the sea, she's calling for an extermination of all Jewish people. Why is this okay? Why is that okay? Now, Greg Gutfield made a good po- couple of good points here. He's talking about, can we come back from this, knowing what's out there, what really is out there? A Muslim woman in Indianapolis drove her car into the local headquarters of the black Hebrew Israelites because she thought it was a Jewish school. She's so dumb, she thought they were less anti-Semitic than she is. And what's ironic is, if they had their way, the people she's defending wouldn't even allow her to drive. Bingo. Well, at least they have one good idea. A sexist would say. Jewish students at the Cooper Union in Manhattan were chased into a library by rioters who pounded on doors and chanted for the murder of Jews. Probably the first time those ignorant ass figured out where the library was. At Harvard, a Jewish student was assaulted for photographing people at the pro-Hamas die-in. You know, that's where people lay on the ground and pretend to be dead. You can train a dog to do that, and it doesn't cost 50 grand a year. But you got to hand it to these bastards. It takes balls to defend the actions of Hamas by staging a die-in, which looks a lot like what hundreds of Hamas victims didn't stage at the desert rave. Yeah, all great points, right? Yep. Here in town, Buddy Dyer is mayor for the 55th hundredth time. Here is the mayor for the next four years. Buddy Dyer. The city of Orlando is yet again getting another term of Buddy Dyer as mayor. Great. Who cares? Anyway, um, what are they? What are these? Is there people that really get excited about stuff like that? Oh, yes. the other people in the city council that are brown notes. And he's no, I'm talking about the audience there. Who are those people? Do- donators? Are they going to get some grandkids? Are they going to get a family. brick at the Frank Lloyd Wright Center or whatever? Well, isn't this is last. This is last term. Yeah, last yeah. year or last term. Twenty okay. last term. It's the next four years. Okay. His last four years that he's. This is his sixth time. I think. Oh. All right. I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy, but in you know, basic terms, he's a politician. Even, yeah. Even with the nice guy face yeah, and all that. I bet him he's nice. Yeah, he's, he's been nice. I mean, he stole our speech, but he's nice. I mean, when you look at stuff, we're straddled with this boondoggle train for the rest of our lives where we have to pay for it. You know, we do have to pay. I don't think people realize. No, they don't. You know, they bitch and complain when they get their... You're getting your uh, 
You're getting your property tax bills pretty soon. I know Volusia County put theirs out already. I, I almost I almost choked. Did you really? It's just ridiculous. Uh, I left. How many people left Northeast? I'm raising my hand because the taxes there were getting to be more than the actual mortgage on your house. Oh, it yeah. came down here, right? Because there's no state income tax and, mm-hmm. and the property taxes were low. Okay, that's no more. Our property taxes are approaching the level now where they're unaffordable. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because there's a lot of junk we have to pay for. Like, for instance, Sunrail is going to become the people's responsibility. You're going to have to pay for it. They can't even pay for the machines that print the tickets. Mm-hmm. And now they want to expand it to another decommissioned Orange Grove and the land. Wow. There's nothing there. What's that going to be like? You have to have Grandma Jenkins pick you up. That's how far <laughs> the station is. These people. Then we got Patty Sheehan. She's back out there. Yeah, she is. What did she get reelected for? Uh, uh, keeper of the Swans. She keeps yep. running that footage of her diving in to save him. Yeah, Lake Eola, Restoration, Loving the Swans, and LGBTQ. And That's- people vote for that. Well, well the I'm other th- two were like, yeah, we want to get the homeless people. We, we want to fix the homeless uh, issue that we have downtown. We want to solve crime. We want to give more money to the to the cops for more training. Yeah, we want to make the Orlando nice and safe. And they're like, nah, we want the Swans. I mean, yeah, but I, mean, I, don't I love think the swans, but still, I don't think the other candidates are against gays and swans. No, it's just not the the front thing that they're like the thing that they stand on and and you know wave in front of everyone's faces. They're like, just because you're for solving crime and the homeless situation and you want to make Orlando a safer city doesn't mean you don't like the gays or the swans. I don't understand and why it has to be one or the other. Orlando's had a you know a homeless thing going on for a while now, but you, when was the last time you went down to the uh, soccer stadium? I don't go by. I haven't been oh, by it in a long time. It's almost a shanty town these days. That's what you said. Yeah, I've been down there a long time. I was over there not that long ago and was kind of surprised. Really? Because even back in like 2007, 2008, when I first came down here, you still had that element, but it wasn't. You didn't have people setting up camp on the sidewalk either. Okay. But and I'm, you know, of course, crime's enough to where they have to give you airport security if you go downtown on a Friday. Like, oh, you going to have a drink? Bend over. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> well, if you need to make money to buy a drink at the airport, there's a way you can make some money. We need some unvaxxed sperm. Hey. They want your swimmers. If you never got the shot, shot, shot. Yeah, if you never got the shot in your mail, obviously, you need to sell your unvaxxed sperm. All Anti-vaccine right. sentiment has infected almost every part of American life. And right now, there's a lot of women look for unvaxxed sperm. Samples from men who refuse to take the COVID shot. Jonathan David Rinaldi, dubbed the Sperminator, was a prolific donor for a year. On Facebook, he advertised the Sperm Donation USA was his company. And it's the largest donation group in the U.S. But after seeing a massive increase in the request for unvaccinated sperm, he's led a group that is now 250 people full of... The stuff you need. Okay. Hot commodity now. This is nice. Where do I go? Where Isn't do I that sign some- up? Isn't that something? And while we're on that topic, let's just go two years back, just to get a little reminder, because it is election season, pretty much, nationally speaking. So here's what Democrats wanted to do back when COVID-19 was an issue, and you wouldn't take the vaccine. This is from the Rasmussen people. 59% of Democrats in 2020 who took to the poll were in support of a theoretical government policy that would confine those who have not been vaccinated to their homes under house arrest. This is real. Yeah. 59%. Here's another one. 51% of Democrats say they should have been fined and applied some prison time for <gasps> those who would not take the vax. Are you serious? This is 51% Rasmussen poll 2020. 
Almost half Democrats who voted in the poll think state and federal governments should be allowed to either fine or imprison those who publicly question question the COVID-19 vaccine efficacy. If you just went on Facebook and said, well, I don't know. I'm not sure about this thing that's brand new that we don't know about a whole lot yet. End up in jail or fined. How about no, Scott? Okay. And those are the same people that are like, free speech, and we should be able to say what we want and live our lives and be our authentic selves. It's like, really? You want to jail people that ask questions? How come they don't get that whole thing? It's like, you shouldn't be able to say that. I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but wait until it's you. It's yeah. funny because these are all those people that are always screaming fascism and they are the fascists. I mean, that's what they're doing here. 48% of Democrats taking the poll were in support of the criminal punishment of vaccine critics, whether the criticism appeared on television, radio, or even social media. So I could have been put in jail if they got their way for criticizing the COVID-19 vaccine that they originally told you, hey, are you... Vaccinated people. Yeah, vaccinated people don't get it and blah. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. <laughs> The, vi- the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. That was real. And I think right now we should turn around and find them and put them in prison for lying to the American public. Back in 2020, 45% of Democrats who took the poll were in favor of the government forcing people who refused to vaccinate to live in designated facilities or locations. Oh, you mean like a camp? 49%. The hell's wrong with everybody? That's that's scary because the, the, the weird part is, is like, they're still there. Over a third, 29% of Democrats in 2020 who took the Rasmussen poll survey reportedly said they would be in support of parents who are against getting vaccinated, losing custody of their children permanently. How could you? I think you should go to jail for thinking that. That's how dare you. That that's the thing. You can't. The thought police is next. This is how dangerous fake fear is. They instill fear on you. Do you have that? Now I can play your audio. Which one was it? Uh, Here, I'll find it. I think it's buried in one. This is how scary it is, because what they do is they instill fear, whether it's fake or not. Then they use that fear to come in as the savior to save you from what scares you. And then you fall for stuff like this because how many? 59% is an enormous number. Right. That wanted to. Prince want, well, go ahead, go ahead. If a prince wants to conquer a city and the city does not want to be conquered, they would hate him. But if the prince pays criminals to kill cows, burn barns, smash windows, set things on fire, the people will panic and fear and cry out for help, and the prince will come in, get rid of the very criminals he bribed to create the problem, nobody will know the better for it, and everyone will praise the prince as a hero. So it's good marketing. You create the need and fill it. You go around the back of the house and set it on fire, then you go around the front of the house and sell them a fire extinguisher. And they'll pay anything for it and even thank you for being there. So it's called Machiavellianism where you create or capitalize on a crisis to consolidate control. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And there's a strategy out there that was developed by, I believe it was two professors, I, I forget which, um, which school it was, but it was a theory called the Clover-Piven uh, theory. And I may be wrong on the name, I'm sorry oh, if I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. this was the same exact thing. 
and it's happening right now. You give so much social services and so much money to so many people. Think of the immigrants that are coming here illegally. We're giving them $2,200 when they arrive, $1,200 a month. I'm going to have my wife on one day so she can tell you exactly how that happens because we're experiencing that right now. You give and give and give all this money. You bankrupt the United States of America, which look at Ukraine, what we're doing there. And you you do it so the economy collapses. And then in on a white horse comes the savior. And that savior is a communist, but you don't know that. And they said, we'll fix all of this. We're going to redo the entire economy the way it works. Everybody's, nobody's going to be poor anymore. And then all of a sudden you're living in a totalitarian state ruled by tyranny. And that's the way it happens. It's the same exact thing. It's scary, but it's true. Who's the, uh, the uh, lady that escaped North Korea? talks about that. Oh, She's yeah. like, that's exactly what happened. They said, hey, we'll give you a bunch of free stuff, free education, we'll take care of this, we'll take care of that, your food, everything's going to be covered. And of Just course, give us the control. And, and then as soon as you hand it over, they don't give it back. And by the time you figure it out, it's too late. And they don't cover any of it. They lie. I mean, that's why when I say, when I you think I'm joking when I say Jane Fonda, communist, you know, Bette Midler, communist. They are communist. When COVID hit and millions of people were dying, Jane Fonda said this about, this is our chance. This is it. And, um, you know, I just think um, COVID is God's gift to the left. And that, I can't uh, believe she said that out loud and thought it was okay to say that out loud. No, she, she was on an entertainment show. I think that was off TMZ. I mean, it's crazy. It's What's really sickening is 100 years from now, when they're studying our civilization and they look back, they're going to see where we were told right to our face what the plan was, and we ignored it because we're too complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at all the stuff that even since like the 90s, the freedoms that you used to have that are gone now because we got to solve, solve this problem. We're going to get rid of this to stop the problem. Why do you None think, of that stuff comes back. Why do you think they want to disarm us? I mean, nobody wants to have that discussion. They say, yeah, you're crazy. That's why they want to disarm us. We can't have a way to defend ourselves. The Fourth, the Second Amendment is not about hunting. It's not. The Second Amendment is about protecting us from an overreaching government. They're overreaching. I got news for you. And they have been for a while now. And they will, they will try to disarm you because whoever's got the guns makes the rules. I mean, could you imagine... Back in the 80s, if the government was like, hey, I want to go through all of your mail and listen to all of your phone calls. You would have a lot to say about that. But post 9-11, please dig through my email at your leisure. Don't even tell me about it. When you said those who have the guns have the power. I mean, look at what happened in Israel after October 7th. They went home to home shooting people just cause killing entire families now if you if they were armed do you think that would have happened so easily no and israel had a very restrictive uh handgun and rifle uh law in place and they just lifted it about two days ago now one hundred and fifty thousand people have applied for weapons no any free society needs to be armed you need to be armed yeah because otherwise you're not so when you know you get biden out there what are you gonna do shoot down an f-15 no but i'm sorry uh, 300 million, let's cut it down to, let's say, 250 million people in this country have guns. You really think it's going to matter what an F-15 does? Not really. They can drop bombs and all that. If we're all united, and we're all united for the same thing, they don't stand a chance. Well, people forget there's that whole animal thing where, like, the bigger, stronger thing will win. We get so wrapped up in society. Like, uh, you remember the uh, Mike Tyson interview he does in Canada? Where the guy's like, so you're a convicted rapist, you're going to see the mayor. Mike Tyson's like, you know, you're a piece of crap. You know, but he, he swears, and the guy's like, come on, we're on live television, Mike. He's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> and there's this moment in the TV studio where everybody's like, 
wait a second. What is what he going to do, do about, it? about it? Like, you're going to send security in? It's Mike Tyson. At the end of the day, regardless of society and that's not how it's supposed to work, he'll just beat you down and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Yeah. Tyson equals death. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of works the same way. If you're big enough, what are you going to do about it? Right. Spooky. And of course, it's a, that, there's that movie. What's the movie I always quote? There's more of them than there is of us. Oh, yeah. Bugs, Bugs life. life. And you know what? In the White House, in the middle of the night, they whisper to each other, we've got to be careful. There's more of them than there is of us. And, and as they, soon as they realize that, we're it's, done. It's over. U.S. regulate. Here are the real problems now we have in the U.S. Bedazzling your steering wheel. Why? <laughs> Wait, what? I've seen people that have bedazzled steering wheels. I saw this the other day. But you know what? Those steering wheel covers you buy that are all cute and bedazzling because they're cute. They contain metal and plastic. You know what that does? When your airbag goes off, it's like bullets. Oh. Yep. Shrapnel. Shrapnel. Could you imagine? No. Apparently, it's happened already. According to the Associated Press, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said Monday that this could, I mean, you could lose your sight. Yeah. So the airbag explodes because that's what it does. It doesn't fill up with air. It it literally blows up Mm -hmm. and sends those little pieces, those shards of metal and glass that you have embedded in your steering wheel cover right through your eyes. So the little rhinestone Jeep emblem I have on my steering wheel is just going to pepper my face? Yep. Yeah. They'll destroy your face. The NHTSA says take them off your steering wheel now. Isn't I that mean, why they did the Takata recall? Because it would just burst and the shrapnel would blow into your face no, when but your this airbag went off? This is in the event of an accident. You're in right. an accident. You have a bedazzled steering wheel. Forget all the other injuries. The steering wheel bedazzle elements, the metal and the shards of glass and plastic, will sh- shred your face. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, too, that the, the airbag's not a fun thing. I mean, it'll save your life. It's better than dying. But it can injure you badly. It can break your nose. Oh, yeah. You'll come out all black and blue for a few weeks. Yep. But you'll be alive. Right. But this way, you'll be alive and you won't have any sight. And your face will be all destroyed. It's the same thing that we were talking about, Smoke, where there's so many things like that are little things that you do in the car that you don't realize could be potentially super dangerous. Like when people ride in the passenger seat and they put their feet up on the dashboard. Oh, no. that never you ends get in a car well. accident? Did you see the x-rays of somebody that got in that accident? Oh, no, that's not to be gross, but it's meatball. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. That's so bad. So, finally, researchers have found that rats can navigate their way through a space they have previously explored under their thoughts alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was reading more about this experiment where they even, like, they had them uh, imagine, you know, they had to run through the maze and then they had them somehow, like, do it through, like, a video of the maze and they still picked the right way. Yeah, John Z. Lay, the doctor and also the head of the study at Howard Hughes Medical Institute and Research Campus said the study was that first one to show animals can and will flexibly activate the brain's representations of places that are distant based on the ones they're in. Okay. So they can, you know, it's like you're... I don't know. I'm bad at analogies, but you know what I'm saying. You're in one subway station. You know what the next one's going to look like. Mm-hmm. They can figure out what's going to be behind a wall by seeing what's in front of them. Is that what you were talking about yesterday when you said you could look at the front of something and, and you can see, you can, in your brain, realize what the back of it looks yeah, like? You, right. You apply, you know, current sensory input to prior knowledge and that forms your whole life movie that you're looking at. That's why I can predict what you look like, even though I can't see you on the other side of the wall because I've seen you before. Gotcha. Yep. They have imagination, it's called. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of crazy. Rats. Have imagination. Yeah. Who do? <laughs> Imagine I'm a rodent. 
intelligent and wise. Just like subway rats Stealing a pizza slice Imagine Ratatouille Cooking a souffle You may say I'm a squeaker And we'll outlive all the humans. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So, I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, Gal Gadot, she plays Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's um, like an Israeli trained ninja. Yeah, she yes, was she a Mossad person. She was part of the IDF, the Israeli uh, Defense Force, and um, she also is a, a veteran of the 2006 Lebanon War. Wow! So she is obviously uh, an actress. She's from Israel, so she is spearheading a Hollywood screening that she put together of a 47-minute video of the atrocities committed by Hamas during the surprise attack on October the 7th. Now, the footage was provided by the IDF, is going to be shown to a select group of celebrities and influential figures. Um, The first screening is planned to host, I think, 120 viewers with potential additional screenings based on interest. So they're trying to show the other side of it, because basically what happened was October 7th happened, and we heard all these awful things, and then immediately it shifted to, oh, Israel's defending itself, and now all these innocent Palestinians are dying, and then it turned into... Uh, help the innocent people of Palestine while people forgot what happened on October 7th. So the IDF, along with the help of Gal Gadot, is trying to kind of open the eyes of influencers and celebrities and show them, Here's I want to put this in your face and show you all the awful things that happened. Now, she can't make people go, so how are we going to get the people that really need to see this to see it? Like, for instance, why haven't we heard from, uh, what's that show with the... With the, with the, the view? No, 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 the sitcom that I like, uh, Will and Grace, uh, what's her name? Oh, Deborah Messing. Yeah, because I'm sure she didn't open her big mouth yet. Mm-mm. Why isn't she coming No, to that? she just talks about the, her hate for Trump when she's on Twitter, and that's about it. Mm. Um, no Alyssa Milano popping up? Yeah, yeah no, well, who's she sitting behind, right? Those are the people we need to bring to this thing. Well, uh, just in case you didn't know, on October 7th, when the terrorists did go into Israel, they killed 1,400 Israelis. They took 240 people, including foreigners, who still remain hostage inside the Gaza Strip. So I think she just kind of wants to shine a light on uh, on all that that happened. Oh, by the way, did you see what I sent you yesterday? I have to go back now. It was uh, when you when you mentioned Deborah Messing on Twitter. It reminded me of it. It was Roseanne Barr. Firing back here it is to Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is just oh, like this is great. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, he's just good. like Deborah Messing, right? Well, Rob Reiner's a communist. Right. So he wrote, with all of the upsetting news in the world, there's a little bright spot. Junior, meaning Don Jr., uh, takes the stand to testify about what a fraud his family is, talking about the Trump family. So Roseanne Barr replies to that and says, I've looked everywhere and I see zero news about Hunter testifying anywhere. Where are you looking? <laughs> Which I thought was great. Oh, I wish I knew what his response was. That just showed the two of oh. I'll have to go, I'll go look up the thread in a second. He's at home still typing and then backspacing and typing while he's pooping. Oh, he's fuming. He's oh, fuming. He's so mad. So this happened right in our backyard here in Ocala, Florida. 
I always like to do, I'm doing a happy story. Is that okay? Are you guys all right with that? No. Okay. Um, this man allegedly started his day off by robbing a convenience store. There like we go. Do. Then, according to the police, he broke into a woman's home, stole her purse, her cell phone, took her car from her garage. He's busy. So, Ocala police spotted him later that day, and they led him on a high-speed pursuit that huh. ended with him crashing into a stolen car. Uh, crashing this, he had the stolen car himself. He right. and they crashed it. So this man ran from the crash to a Starbucks where he tried to. Well, he was about to carjack a pregnant woman in the drive-through. This guy just oh. won't stop. He's just like he's got a checklist apparently. But the, what the man didn't anticipate was a guy by the name Shane Spicer. Um, he was in the drive-through behind the pregnant lady. He's Not an army Sean? veteran. Shane? No. Okay. Um, he yeah. I said what did I say? No, no, I, I just was like, wait, Shane, Sean's... It's Shane, Shane Spicer. Spicer. Okay. Um, so he's an army veteran. He jumped out of his car because he saw the guy go up and try to hijack the, the carjack the pregnant lady. He forces the suspect to run away. He saves the lady. The guy's like, uh-uh. He starts running right behind him, catches up to him, pins him down until the police arrive. Aha. Uh-huh. This is Shane. It is? Do you have him? It says, mm, no. It says F. Oh, okay, that's in a different thing. Okay. I'm going to get you, buddy. <laughs> like, you're not going anywhere now. Like, you crossed the line. That's all they had from him, but okay. So he's being hailed as a hero. Uh, he was a little out of breath. I think all of us would be if you're running. You get that adrenaline in you, though, right? Like, right. You're, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch this guy. And you, uh, yeah, I, I think that if more people, I mean, I'm not telling you to go do that because some people could get hurt, but I think that instead of pulling out your phone and filming things, and you actually jump in and help like <laughs> yeah, this guy did. You do something about it. I Julie, mean, you ever chase down a suspect and beat him into submission? I have not chased down a suspect, no. Rick, you've probably had to do that once or twice back in the day. Um, hmm, don't remember. No? no? Somebody try to grab one of your records at the ABC Liquor Lounge, you had to tackle him. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I jumped over the bar there? I thought it was Mr. Fighter. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, to, to join into a fight? Yeah. Well, Roadhouse had just come out and he needed to. <laughs> no, well, that was one of those places. The bouncers were enormous and they were all like black belts, so I was safe. I knew that if I got uh, pummeled too hard, you know. Oh, they'd pull you out of it. If I started losing a fight, yeah, that was fun. I, was, I that gotcha. Was great place. So what do you think of this guy? Uh, He says, I have a buddy who historically has the worst luck with women. I think we all know somebody like that. Uh, Sometimes it's really painful to sit back and watch it all unfold. Like if he goes to a bar to kind of hit on someone. Now he's setting himself up for more pain. He said, I don't know if I should step in. I'm one of his best friends, but he's run out of options and he decided to go on a dating site. Doesn't sound really bad. It's a dating site dedicated to women behind bars. (laughs) All right. He's been having regular exchanges with a girl named Val who's incarcerated in a facility over a thousand miles away and she's going to be in jail for seven more years. He was high and it just seemed like a good idea. But you know what? He's dead set on it. He says she's the one. He's planning multiple trips to go visit her. He said, look, I'm, I'm happy for him, but like the fact that he had to go on a prison dating site to find her, and I'm kind of worried about him. Should yeah, I be a good friend and crush his spirit, or should I just let him have his fun? Let him have his fun. He's probably, he knows what he's doing. You think? Yeah. He's like, these women, you know, probably haven't seen a man in a while. I'll look pretty good. I'll do. <laughs> wow. I don't know about that. We'll be reading about him in five years. Uh, maybe. You think? So Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was on Manning Cast. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's a it's a show on Monday Night Football with uh, Eli and Peyton Manning, and so he was on there and he was talking about some football plays between the uh, with the Chargers from Monday Night. And I guess he was in there talking to them, and he's on like a Zoom film. And I don't know if you know this, but Arnold Schwarzenegger has a pet donkey named Lulu. 
Wow. No. Really? Yeah. yeah. So Lulu, um, I didn't know this until I watched uh, I watched the Sylvester Stallone reality show called Family Stallone. It's very interesting. It's really cool. His whole family's cool. And he's really good friends with Arnold. So he goes over to Arnold's house one day and Lulu's just walking around the house like a dog would. You go to donkey. The donkey? He's in the house. The donkey's in the house. He walks around just like if you or I, like your cats or somebody has a dog, Lulu the donkey is just oh. walking around. They're donkeys. Where they... did he get? How long has he had a donkey? He's had Lulu is... for a while. Can you housebreak a donkey? I guess she comes over to him and she like leans in and he's feeding her treats and she's really cute. But I guess, um, I don't know if they're going to make a reality show about them now or what. Oh. Coming to TV, it's America's favorite sitcom, Arnold and the Donkey. Donkey, did you leave your towel on the bathroom floor again? <laughs> Oops, sorry, Arnold. Donkey! <laughs> You'll love as these two unlikely roommates get into all sorts of hijinks. Donkey, you had another loud party last night with all of your donkey friends. That wasn't me. That was another donkey that lives with you. There aren't any other donkeys that live with me. <laughs> It's Arnold and the Donkey. Donkey, did you kick holes in the wall again? That wasn't me. I think those are your footprints. Yeah, hoof prints, Donkey. <laughs> Don't miss it. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. Well, people are leaving California in droves. They've had it. Everything's bad there right now. It's too bad. It's such a pretty state. But anyway... People are leaving in droves, and I have one bit here. This girl's good. I love her acting. Maybe it's not acting. She's a recovering Californian. She's here in the South. She's living in Orlando. Okay. And she made this video. She went to Walmart, and she went to get a shopping cart, and her friend says, the buggies are over there. And her friend lives here and always lived there. Okay. She says, the what? She says, the buggies are over there. Because, you know, I've heard that. You know, people up where I live in Deland. Right. Yeah, hey, go get a buggy. What oh, is that, like a, a grocery cart? Yeah, it's the shopping cart. Yeah. So uh, she uh, says she's a recovering Californian. She has to learn to be Southern. My name is Carolyn. I'm a recovering Californian. And today's Southern lesson is, um, this is called a buggy. Uh, it's to get groceries. It's actually not a homeless U-Haul. I know. I didn't know either. And um, it's Southern tradition when you're done with your buggy uh, to return it to the buggy uh, corral to be with the other buggies. They actually don't belong on the boulevard or in the L.A. River. <laughs> that, that's first funny. That is, if you've ever been to LA, that's so true. The the streets, well, you know, the homeless problem, the streets are littered with shopping carts. Right. And if you look in the aqueduct where all the water comes from Colorado, covered with shopping carts. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, that's, that's a weird thing, though, when you move. You get little things that change. The buggy. I thought it was Chick fil A for a long time. No, you didn't. I kept Not. asking people for pop, and they're like, you mean a soda? Like, yeah, no. yeah. I got I didn't confused. Know what sweet tea was? I didn't. I came from New Jersey to Tennessee. Talk about culture shock. And I was only ten years old. And when I went to school, I was in the fourth grade. I had one of my folders out, a book and a folder out. And she said, "Put your folder up." And I said, "What?" Up she where? She said, "Put your folder up." And I'm like, uh, I just sat there. And she's like, "Put your folder up." And I had no idea what the hell she was asking me to do. She was asking me to put it away. She's like holding it up put in the air. Put what away? Put my folder away. Put your folder up. 
put it, putting something up in the South, put oh, it up. Oh, yeah, oh, put oh, that oh, up. Yeah. Go put that up means put it away. And I had was lost. I had no idea. Or some people that don't say sit down, they say set. What? But you still know what set. they're asking you to do with that one, though, at least. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I didn't know what sweet tea was. You didn't? No. You have iced tea up north. You don't have sweet tea. Yeah, but iced tea is always like sweet or unsweetened, yeah? Yeah, but I, I, the I North didn't, I didn't know it was like a thing. I was like, what do you have to drink? She's like, well, we got this, 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 and sweet tea. I was like, is that like iced tea or green tea? It's tea that is sweet, sir. I don't know how else to explain that. I was like, I guess just let me try it. I don't know. Wow. My only experience with local vernacular was going to Pennsylvania when I was in college and mm-hmm. oh, first see. year. And then, you know, it's in the middle of the winter. I told you the story, didn't I? It's in the middle of the winter. We're going to a frat house. We're going to this. They're having a big party out in a barn in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, yeah. Lancaster. That's always fun. So I get out. I'm getting out of the car because I got to go pee. And the guy goes, you got to look out for the crick. I said, oh, the, the crick. crick. No, no. He said the pool. No, I'm sorry. He said the pool. Okay. And I said, well, I can see if there's a pool. It's not like, he goes, no, just look out for the pool because, you know, it's very slippery right now. I was like, slip. What the hell is he talking about? So I'm drunk. So I get I had three beers in a red. I was just getting primed for the party. So I get out of the car. The first step I take in front of the car, zero degrees right into a creek. You mean the crick? They call the crick a pool. What else? Did they have another oh. thing up there. I don't know if it's. Did you fully submerge in the water? Nah, because it's it's a creek. It's only got up to my waist. But believe me, it's zero degrees. I'm freezing. Did you have to leave? Yeah, to go back to the dorm and borrow somebody's pants. Wow. Oh, yeah, they say yins too instead of y'all. Yeah, or they say you want to go with. I'm going to the, oh, yeah, going to the store. Want to go with? Yeah. Yeah, you go with yins eat yet. Right. They also Yin, say <laughs> dating was also called going with when I was in um, high school and elementary school. They're like, oh, that's Jen. She's going with Brian. I'm like, where are they going? Where are they going? No, they're, go- they're going. What, what do you mean they're going? Where are they going? Where are they going with each other? To what? It means they're dating. It's the Southern who's on first. <laughs> I remember after living here for two years, I went back up north. I realized how screwed up the New York accent is, the whole thing, you know? It's so still fun to listen to, though. I you love know? it. Okay, but imagine people who go up there and never been to New York. They're like, uh, hey, you can have some of this pizza over there. Over there. Over, over there here? or over where, here? Where is it? All right. Uh, so this guy thought he'd do a good job in the Netherlands. He wanted to, uh, you know... Have fun with his friends at work. So he made a cake. And he infused the cake with a little cannabis. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Everybody's getting wacky. Yeah. So uh, the judge, after accusing him of bringing in a cannabis-infused cake into work for a farewell party, the unnamed woman allegedly baked a space cake with three grams of cannabis. Allegedly, the woman did warn some of her co-workers to eat, warned some of her co-workers to eat their piece of cake after work, not during work. Well, it seems like nobody listened. Smoke, is three grams a lot for a cake? Uh, it depends on how big the cake is. Like a normal birthday cake? I mean, also depends on the weed. It, it, but it's it's different because you're not smoking it, you're eating it. So it, it gets turned into a different molecule by your liver. When okay, it gets science, Brian. Can we. What, what, <laughs> normal, science, Brian. Normal vernacular like that I would understand. I mean, it also depends on your tolerance. Okay, we're not going to get it. Jill would eat one and fall flat on her face. Okay. Rick and I'd probably have a fun afternoon. <laughs> so anyway, she took full responsibility, and the judge uh, said she was sentenced to community service, bringing in the pot cake to work. The burning weed with its roots in hell. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> That's an amazing movie to watch. All right, and uh, finally, where am I? I don't even know where I am. What's my name? Who is this? Where'd I go? <laughs> Are oh. you going with? <laughs> I don't remember what I... Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, he's just pulling a Biden right here. You know what? I'm, I'm telling you what's going on in my life. I told you, but I'll tell you again, because it's getting worse. So, um... 
we were asking each other. My wife was like, uh, well, this year the kids are not coming, the grandkids. So I was like, uh, oh, good. Well, uh, I'll put the Christmas decoration. I'll start now, but I'll do it this way. I don't have to panic and do it all right. at once and all this stuff. Do it in advance. And now all of a sudden, uh, she calls me the other day and she goes, hey, what do you think of this? I was like, uh-oh. And I do say that. Because yeah. every time she tells me I need a favor or I just thought of this, I know I'm in trouble. Or, hey, question. Oh, yeah. crap. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> totally. It's, it's, that's a nightmare coming. So it was. Yeah. She says, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving. Why don't we make that Christmas? I was like, we just went from leisurely putting the lights up and everything and getting everything ready, which is a nightmare with cats, mm-hmm. uh, to giving me 10 days to do it. Exactly. You, you, th- you thought this year was going to be nice and take your time and do put it up slow and no stress, and then it turned right. into full panic mode. Full panic mode. And now I get another call yesterday. She goes, oh, um, they're coming earlier. I go, what do you mean they're coming? What? She goes, they're coming next week. I go, what the, what, what, how could you do well, this to me? Maybe they can help you put up the stuff. No, they're, they're three <laughs> years old. I don't know. They're five. What, what's school age kids? What's that? Five, four, three? They're, That's like kindergarten. They're at that age. Okay. Then I'm thinking, I love the kids and everything, but I'm thinking, oh God. That means they're not going to be here one week. They're going to be here two weeks. Yeah. So for two weeks, I got to play Spongy Krusty Rick, the yeah, clown. Your, your grandpa, yeah. Yeah. For two so, weeks. So I'm not going to get any peace, but then I was thinking, maybe there's something I can do, at least on Thanksgiving Day when the most of the mayhem is going to go down because, you know, parents are drunk, kids are running around the house, and I'm just like half asleep because it's going to be Thursday, the day after we, you know, you know how it is, Jill. Yeah. It's like a Friday. Yeah. We work, we get up at two in the morning, we're right. all... There, there's something I can do to still feel good about Thanksgiving, but get out of the house so I don't have to put up with everybody. Oh, so you're going to avoid people flinging mashed potatoes against the I wall? I thought you did that and- anyway. Is it, you have a new plan? You have a yeah. new version of it this year? Here it is. Thanksgiving is coming. Is there anything I can do not to have to visit my family? Yes, you can opt out of that. I'll do it. How? By going to the soup kitchen downtown and feeding the homeless. Seriously, we need volunteers. You need an out to avoid your awful family. Everyone wins. <laughs> it's true. Dishing out soup with smell. Smelly strangers and homeless people beats the heck out of hanging with my folks. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that old lady just pooped her pants. But unlike Grandma at home, I don't have to deal with it, so I don't care. Less talking, more soup. Here you go. And take some napkins. You think? This holiday, you can opt out of dinner with your family, and there's not a thing they can say about it because you're feeding the homeless. Yeah, suck on that, Mom and Dad. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I'm not always like this in the morning. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts.